It's a new test brought to you by Nabisco. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, February 13th, 2011. Time again for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 278. This is No Agenda. Waiting for the 4G wireless revolution here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where the fog is in, I'm John C. Devorak. Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Indeedy in the morning to you, John. And in the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea and uh, boots on the else, ground. Yeah, day. well, we got the wings in the skies, the foots in the oceans, checks in the mails, bakers in the kitchens, dungs in the pits, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, anybody out there napping for humanity, hams on the air, and human resources throwing shoes and boots everywhere in the morning to you all, especially those in the chat room. At uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, everyone's charged up and ready to go. The way your government loves you, because we need you full of energy. Just tap it and suck it. So uh, Grummet comes up to me. Uh, Andrew and Grummet says, from uh, Mevio. Yeah. I think I'm just going to call him Grummet, Grummet from now on. Yeah, okay. Because it sounds like we could be talking about Wallace and Grummet. <laughs> okay, Grummet. Yeah, Grummet com- comes up to you. Grummet comes up to me and he says, so what's this foots in the water, foots in the foots? What is this foots thing? Right. Thanks for so listening. I had to explain it to him. Thanks for listening. We well, have no, he did, well, apparently did, uh, did he re- remember it? that we've talked about it. Well, noagendafoots.com is where uh, we are the only uh, media outlet tracking the uh, shoes with foots in them uh, washing up on shores, uh, particularly in the uh, Pacific Northwest. And uh, we have a, a Google map. And uh, we're tracking that. Yeah, and we'll, we're probably overdue for another foot. I think uh, probably within the next 30 days or so. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overdue for a foot. We're overdue for a foot. <laughs> it's time for a foot, I tell you. So I was I was actually I was pretty pissed off this weekend. Um, this you, weekend? Yeah, this weekend particularly. Well, like Friday, Saturday. I, I had to work all day um Friday, Saturday, and even this afternoon, uh, I had to take like a corporate gig to make up for the lack of donations. This afternoon? Yeah, after the show. You have to go do some work? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> no, but I'm pissed off because, you know, it's like time I could be spending on the show. It's like, uh, <sighs> Yeah, but you can get something out of it at least to help people out. What is, what is it you got to do? It's a corporate video. It's horrible. It's, I don't. I don't even want to go into it. Oh well, you can't say who it is now. No, I, no I, but it's, I don't want to go into it. It's, you know, it's like a corporate video. Hey, talking about crappy stuff. Uh-huh. So that restaurant we went to, Fresca, burned down. No, <laughs> they refused to accept my open table thing, saying we never showed up. What? So then I sent him a note. I said, "Open table." Oh, and big investigation. So I said, no, I showed <laughs> up and I... Investigation. <laughs> big investigation. <laughs> so I said, no, we showed up and I gave them the, deta- <coughs> the details. And then they sent it, went back to... I said, check the... You know, look for a credit card receipt from John C. DeVore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, by by so, the way, this, this, of course, is quite unique. Did you hear what he just said? Look for a credit card receipt from John C. Dvorak. And I don't like it be, to be known that I ever buy anything. So, <laughs> so anyway, the... Uh, so they come back and said, no. What? <laughs> they came back and said, no, you're going to have to send us a receipt. So o- open just... table said that? Well, you were trying to get the open table points, uh, clearly. Yeah, yeah, I get the points. And so I, so I figured, I mean, now That's I'm funny. irked because these guys wouldn't even go through the trouble at this crappy restaurant, which I'm now saying is crappy because of this, <laughs> yeah. this attitude. Sucks now, yeah. 
Uh, so I, I uh, had to go digging around. I found the receipt. I faxed it to him. I, I can't believe it, you found the receipt. That's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Yes, it is. So I found the receipt, and I, and I uh, scanned it in and sent it by attachment. And then uh, they finally, after the investigation was over, gave me my points. Wow. And, and soon you'll get lots of credit card charges from Nigeria. That's a possibility. Yeah. But whatever the case is, I was very disappointed in the restaurant. They couldn't even click us off the box. And then they denied it. You know, then they, they made a, you know, a story up. I think they're just, I don't know. That's unconscionable, I tell you. It is. It's unconscionable. Hey, there was a classic one-two punch which took place while everybody was looking at uh, the, the revolution. The revolution in Egypt. Sorry? Oh, the revolution. The revolution is a bunch of people standing around. <laughs> eating eating uh, zuvlaki. Falafa. Falaf- falafels. <laughs> yeah, there was a one-two punch, which I don't think a lot of people uh, uh, caught. And I wouldn't have known either if I hadn't gone to my favorite website, which I visit once a week, at least, whitehouse.gov. Oh, yeah. And I always want to see what the president is doing, what he's saying, you know. And, uh, I love the fact that you keep going there. Well, they all, I also, well, I, always, I religiously watch the West Wing Week, which is their little reality show that they put together. And uh, it's, it's, rarely, it's rarely worth showing, but it's a very entertaining as, a, as an entire piece. It, they could put it on the Bravo Network, for sure, if they, they you know, lengthen it up a bit. They should. <clears throat> so um, a couple of things happened. Uh, and it didn't really hit me until uh, until I saw the White House whiteboard, which has a new video. And uh, I think I'll, I'll do them out of sequence. I'll uh, play for you Austin Goolsby. Now, Austin Goolsby, who is the uh, uh, the head of the president's economic uh, advisory board. Yeah. Now, Austin, uh, he was brought in because of his uh, prowess in uh, debate and speech and presentation. Was he on a game show? Didn't we? That he won some game show? Or yeah, it's a possibility. All <laughs> I know is he sounds so much like that football coach that it just I can't. It's, it's hard to not visualize uh, uh, John Gruden as I listen to this guy talk. So the um, apparently this was one of the president's uh, campaign promises, although I don't really remember it. Um, was to uh, bring in uh, high speed uh, internet to every interwebs to everybody. Now, a couple of weeks ago, and there wasn't all that much to cover, uh, so we, I think we touched on it briefly, the FCC came out with their, uh, you know, let's just call it the, their net neutrality ruling. And what a lot of people noticed is, yeah, there's you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, eh, rules, how we're going to do it, but none of that really applies to wireless, because wireless was kind of all on its own, and the wireless networks, well, they have to be able to manage their... Uh, their their networks and they you know, so they should be able to shape traffic and deny traffic and you know the wireless is something over here don't look at that please just you know don't look at that uh... don't look over here nothing to see here Ooh, look at that right look at your cable look at the ADSL don't look at the wireless and then uh, Austin comes out Austin Goolsby everybody and uh, with his little Austin uh, Goolsby whiteboard show and he lays into the vision for the future please pay attention to Austin Goolsby. Hi, I'm Austin Goolsby, Chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. And today I wanted to talk to you about the President's Wireless Innovation and Infrastructure Initiative, which he just outlined in Northern Michigan. Now, of course, he does that in Northern Michigan so that no one pays attention to it. Did you uh, follow this, John, uh, being in the million? Northern Michigan? <laughs> yeah. You ever been to Northern Michigan? 
It's cold there, isn't it? You might as well be in Alaska, in the, in the Juneau. Well, so that's a great place to announce something you don't want people to pay attention to. No one's going to go up there. Do you, are you aware it's of the beautiful, president? by the way. Are it's you- beautiful. They also grow a lot of tart cherries in that area. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Are you aware of the president's uh, broadband uh, initiative? No, I never heard of it until this very minute. Okay, well, it was one of his campaign promises. Austin will uh, explain You know, I think it. he's making up these campaign promises so he can get a better hit ratio. Check it out. This initiative would move the United States to the forefront of a high-speed wireless network throughout the entire country. And it really tries to prepare us so that our businesses can lead in this area and create jobs in this area going forward. Now, okay. Going so, forward. Yes, win, win the future. So this is starting to, it's making sense so far. Yeah, we need to... No, it's made no sense at all. He hasn't said anything. He said going forward. Here it comes. Much the way we did with the internet. Hey. Hey. We? Yeah, we. Him and Al Gore. Austin and Al sitting in a tree. If you look at the top five companies in the world... Can you name them? The top five uh, companies? Companies? The top five companies well, he, in the world? He actually says companies. I think he means internet companies. Well, well he said companies. Yeah, he didn't I, say internet Well, companies. listen. In the internet space? That's what I mean. The internet space. Space? <laughs> the internet space. The internet space. Can you name them? What are the top five? I'll say um, Google, Facebook, Twitter. Well, you already heard this, so Twitter. you know. Well, I, th- I think he's wrong. Well, I think <laughs> the top five companies in the internet space would be Yahoo, M- Microsoft, Google, um... And then if Twitter? you want to count Comcast, I would put them in there in AT and T. How about Baidu? What about Baidu? Well, there's no Chinese companies that are that are in the top. Uh, Baidu might be in there. All right, it does. It's irrelevant. All five of them are American. Just so you know. <laughs> and over just the last ten years, they've had dramatic job creation. Whoa. Employment at those companies has gone up five hundred and eighty-eight percent. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> he, wow. Austin counted everybody. 588, not 589 no, or not, 587. Not almost 600 or over 500. No, 588%. He's writing this on the whiteboard, by the way. Wow. Yeah, Somebody, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful work. The Internet sector now employs more than 1 million people. And more than just the Internet sector. What does that business- even mean? <laughs> It means what does that mean? What do you mean the internet sector employs one million well, people? So does that include us? We're broadcasting this on the internet. I'm not employed. Are you employed? Well, I mean, no, but the internet sector might be. I mean, you could say that we're being employed by the internet sector. No, I understand. Uh, it's, I, I also would take that to be sysadmins. Does that change to 588 if it counts us? <laughs> then it's 587 if we're actually included. We bring the average down. But he means something else. Listen. This is across the board have been using the Internet to sell their products everywhere in the world. Now, many people believe that the next round of the Internet revolution is going to be on wireless. Many people believe this. Many, many, many people. John uh, C. Dvorak, uh, do you believe this? I think it's already on wireless, isn't it? No, the next round of, of Internet of revolution will be wireless. Well, what's the... What's going to change? It's already on. Oh, you! There's lots to change. Stand by. You've already seen the beginnings of that. There have, by 2010, been more than 12 billion applications downloaded for mobile phones. So he has uh, this this 12 billion number. He has uh, in a square 
with rounded corners looking like an app. <laughs> I swear to God. So it's like 12 billion applications. He means apps. 12 billion apps. Now, now he goes crazy. There are 80,000 businesses selling mobile phone applications. I understand there are even two kid millionaires in Finland selling games about angry birds. <laughs> well, at least he's got a sense of humor. <laughs> I, I think he actually doesn't know angry birds. You think? I think he actually someone said this is angry birds. Just like. Oh, somebody just gave that to him as a as a, as a, so. cl- as well, a clunker for well, him. First of all, it's not two kids. It's like it's a real company. Rovio is a full blown company now. Yeah, you know, represented oh, by CAA. Okay. You know, they've oh. they've, they've got an agent and everything. <laughs> They're doing a movie. Two kid millionaires in Finland will be the only two millionaires after the the Microsoft deal with Nokia. <laughs> so he continues. If we are going to win the future, we need to dominate this space. Hell yeah! We can't have them Finns then building angry <laughs> birds. birds. <laughs> That's no good. We we've got to do the bird stuff over here. But the fact is, our infrastructure is falling behind. <sighs> if you look at the share of people in a country that have a high-speed 3G wireless connection. The United States isn't even in the top five. <gasps> and that's why the president's wireless initiative is going to leapfrog 3G. By the way, this is now the wireless initiative. I think his campaign promise may have been you know, broadband for everybody. Now it's wireless. So we're going to leapfrog. Listen, here's where it gets interesting. And roll out the fourth generation wireless technology and let us lead the world in that. So... This is what really bothers me. So, what is fourth G wireless? Well, they keep. Well, I actually have written two or three columns on the topic, saying that it's bogus. It's a. It's a marketing. It's a marketing. Term. So yeah, it's a marketing term. Yeah, and they keep redefining it because the real four G doesn't exist. I mean, it does exist on paper, but it's like so ridiculous that they. I mean, the three G that was originally on paper is not even. Is it's not it's even like close a to what it was. Thousand times more powerful than what yeah. they're delivering. Yeah. And I think what is it LTE? That's supposed to be the the four G. That'll be the four G, right. I suppose. But but Austin Coolsby is now essentially saying four G is it? You know, so I, I guess like Verizon and uh, who else is Sprint? You know they're like, hey, yeah, we we got four G. And who uh, are the five companies? Did he ever name them? No. Oh no, no, he's not crazy. Uh, but here here comes that giant sucking sound you hear is. Uh, the resources being sucked away from you into the giant telco companies, which, of course, uh, are now going to have the complete lock on the internets. As w- this, is, this is what Internet 2 is going to be. Uh, welcome to it, everybody. Here he comes. The plan includes three parts. Woo-hoo. The first is the government will make available a big chunk of airwave spectrum. <laughs> I love the way... <laughs> I love the way a big chunk, uh, like we're getting a chocolate cake. <laughs> I can't give you exactly like, would you kiss like a slice of cake? A big chunk of airwave spectrum. Mm, that sounds tasty, doesn't it? 500 megahertz that will serve as the backbone of a new business platform. Isn't that the 500 megahertz that just took away from us when they forced us to go digital? Isn't that what they just took away? Now they're selling yeah, it back? I'm look at my spectrum chart and see, but it's 500 megahertz. That's interesting. Well, we have, no, a, we have a down payment. It's in, you don't have a lot. You can't put a lot of data on there, but you can penetrate walls very nicely. Right. 
We'll auction this spectrum off so it will actually also reduce the deficit by billions of dollars. There's, oh. there's price setting. There we go. <laughs> price setting. So, so who's going to buy it, though? That's what's going to be well, interesting. Of course, we know who's going to buy it. Uh, we do. Google? No, the same guys that buy all this shit. No, crap. I wouldn't be so sure. Well, okay, we'll go Remember, on. Remember, they were in the running earlier, and maybe they said, hey, tip off, guys, don't go for this crappy spectrum. Hold on, we'll be giving you a big chunk later on. Favorable terms, watch. Second, it includes major investment incentives. Ooh. Uh, John, start writing for the grant. Investment incentives. Yeah, we need an investment it, incentive. App makers, beware. To encourage the private sector to build out the network on its own. Uh, You've already started seeing that in many cities of the country, and those investment incentives are in place. Uh, have you seen it? No. In, in, no. I, I, I mean, but shut up, slave. You, you've already seen it. And then third. Uh, third. The Wireless Innovation Fund. Ah, oh, there we go. That's the money. Yay. All right. Yeah, I stay, uh, here we go. We're going to pick up some cash here. In which we will have some seed monies. I love the way he says that. Seed money. Seed monies. <laughs> That's, what kind of, isn't it seed money? It's seed monies. He says seed, seed monies. <laughs> it's not just one money, it's seed monies. Incentives to encourage the private sector to build out the net. I rolled it back. I want to hear the seed monies again. At work on its own. You've already started seeing that in many cities yeah. of the country. Yeah, get to the seed And those monies. investment incentives are in place. All right. Third. And then third, the Wireless Innovation Fund, in which we will have some seed monies to fund some of our brightest scientists. Oh, it's not for us. Uh, I guess it's, not. it's only for scientists. Who will find better ways to make it faster, more secure, and a better business platform going forward. Faster, more going secure, forward. and a better business platform going forward. Going forward. Going forward. And so we can have all kinds of back doors to track everybody and shut you down. So what's the point of this? The point of me playing it or the point of this? Both. <laughs> Both. The point of you playing it and this and it's, and in fact, what is it? What's okay, it talking well, about? Well, so uh, this is Internet 2, and I think the one-two well, Internet punch, 2, that's bull crap, because Internet 2 actually does exist as a separate no, Internet that's I, I, run no, on no, the no, 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 they may co-opt that. What I'm saying is it's a two-punch. First, we had the FCC with their net neutrality and all their regulations, which did not apply to wireless. Remember right. that? Did you read anything about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Net neutrality doesn't have anything Doesn't to do apply to wireless. Now, hey, no, you're all getting your internets wireless. Do you see the connection now that I'm making? Well, yeah, I can. I, you know, I, let's let me. Don't tell me that's a stretch. It's it's obvious. No, it's not a stretch, but at the same time, I don't see. I actually, I think here's what I here's why I, I don't think the connection's valid. Because they can steal the they can. You know what you're saying. I I think what you're saying. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. I I think what you're saying. I you know I I could have predicted that. Okay. What what am I saying? I think you're saying is that they're going to say that well, you know, this wire, this wired thing is like we can't really, we can't really uh, spy easily enough. We can't, you know, we can't really control. Own it. Just call it control. We yeah. can't control it. There you go. Yes. That's what you're saying. Right. Too bad I can't say what you're saying. 
we can't control it as much as we can this wireless thing because we can, you know, pick it off the air. We can do all these things. And I'm saying that I don't believe that's true. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. We can't. We need to control the internet. So let's move the entire country towards internet through wireless, which we've already set up to have no regulation or at least uh, uh, control in our favor. The wired, if they wanted to. Yeah, but they're not promoting wired. They're promoting wireless. We're going to have every everyone's going to want to have wireless internet. We already have wireless internet. It's called Wi-Fi, so we're going to be oh now I just it get get it wireless everywhere. It's obvious people will want that. I don't. Yeah, you don't leave the house. Well, but that's a, there is another. There is a piece of America in America in between the east and the west coast that, that's still on dial-up. You know, they have no internets. They, so they, they don't have real b- broadband just because we are elitist and live on well, the West Coast. Well, there's something fishy Coast. about this whole thing. It's just, yeah, okay. I, I think it's pretty saying. obvious. And then, and then it's Vodafone, and then they can shut it down. Anyway, let's just have Austin wrap it up in the last 20 seconds. History, whether the transcontinental railroad, the electrification of the nation, the building of the interstate highway system... America has always used the building of our infrastructure networks to take our economy forward and to build out American industry. The wireless initiative is going to bring that to the 21st century. It's going to take it to the next level because that's the American way. Hey. (laughs) He gets an in the morning for that. It's the American way, Austin. The American way. So that's our new infrastructure. You know, it's like the roads. It's what he's saying. Yeah, like the roads the are put together so the truckers could use them so yeah. we could screw the railroads. It's always one side against the other. All these infrastructure moves, except for the rural electrification, which I'm sure there's some <laughs> angle there, too. It's always to take he didn't, one he didn't group say and ru- favor them <clears throat> over another group. He didn't say rural. He just said electrifying the nation. I, I laughed at that. I'm like, yeah, tasing me, bro. Electrifying yeah, the nation. That's what he's referring to. Yeah. R-U-R. Yeah. So, um... Anyway, um, well, I'm sorry you don't see it the way I do. I don't see it the way you do. I mean, I I think that I don't know. I'm not buying. I mean, I understand that they're going. Everyone's going to be on phones on the internet constantly. Well, like it's not just phones. It's wireless. It's not phones, dude. Get a grip and come to reality. People want their internet wireless. Tablets, why iPads, laptops, <clears throat> and if there's an offering that wherever you go, it just works. You'll never, ever get a wired connection again. You're not going to deal with a cable company. It's so obvious. Oh, they're out to screw Comcast. Well, that I'm too. against it. <laughs> well, of course you should be against it. Of course you should. Because uh. they set it up so that there's no rules and regulations for wireless. And they're, not, they're not saying we're building out broadband infrastructure like the real campaign promise was. No, it's only the wireless for which we have set no rules, except all in our favor. All right, maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I think you're a little conspiracy theory oriented. I mean, I'm not arguing the, your basic premise, but at the same time, I'm not. It's hard. It's like easier. The wire. The wires are already here. Oh, John. Anyway, okay. That's yeah. on. We'll discuss this. We'll, in a future we'll show. agree to disagree. Yeah, write it down in the prediction book. Uh, Adam no, says not we're, get, we're getting yet. screwed. Forget it. See if I'm right. We're getting screwed. Well, let me write that down. That's never happened. Uh, do we have any? Uh, yeah, we got some executive tonight. producers. Let's get them out of the way. Well, don't uh, like just like talk down to them. 
No, let's, I'm going to get him out of the celebrate way. Them. Get him out of the way. Let's celebrate guys. them. We yes. had a bad day. We had a bad week because of the site was down and people weren't. And then the, I still believe, and I think we should talk about that. I think the Egypt news was so boring that nobody wanted to listen to the show. I don't know if it's as boring as that last thing you just did. But oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was so boring. You know, I realized that nobody in the United States or most of the world cares about Egypt. Well, you know what they did? <clears throat> they wrapped it. Here's what happened. Like, hey, um, hi. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, I'm over at uh, CBS television. Um, yeah, we've got the Grammys on Sunday. Could you wrap the Egypt thing up a little bit for us? Could you just move that along? Like, just have something happen here. Oh, okay. Hosni, Hosni. Hey, man. Go to the, take a vacation. They had to wrap the, it up. It was you're the right. Sorry thing about it is that on the first day we had outlined exactly what was going to happen. You had that great Kissinger clip right. which pretty much said it all. This is the first act in a play. <laughs> and that was the end of it and so and became I think it was just a boring quote unquote revolution which is not even that because the military just took over when we saw a briefing the both of us that said, when the thing first started, I said, no, the military is just going to take over because they actually work for our military. Do you get the idea that, that uh, the way Egypt has been positioned is like this evil, oppressive dictatorship? You know, Egypt is like people vacation in Egypt. <laughs> it's the like, main thing they do there. Yeah, it's like we go, we look at the pyramids built by slaves. We look at the Parthenon, you know, we, we, we hang out, you know, we, there's beaches, we it's nice. We, you almost said Parthenon. I know, that's not Egypt. Uh, but I was singing the song. Um. Yeah, it's like okay. I mean, no worse than Jamaica. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like the same thing. You know, it's a cool place to vacation. Yeah, the people are suppressed. So what? It's Egypt. We could right. go hang out there. So uh, let's thank. Uh, anyway, I believe that was a problem. Let's. Thank, and by the way, this Grammy thing is ridiculous. I want to talk about that for a minute. Sure. Uh, Kelly Spongberg, Black Knight Kelly, as a matter of fact, from Rocky Mountain House, Alberta, Canada, is uh, added to his uh, collection. He's completing Sir, the, yes. Sir yep. Black Knight, mm -hmm. Sir Kelly. He's completed his knighthood for Dallas Spongberg oh, and cool. asking for a birthday shout out on, for his fifteenth birthday, February fourteenth. Wow, we have a junior knight. It's a good one, or just a light, uh, a night light. I don't want to call him Junior because he's a full fledged knight. So cool. Yes. All right, so we'll do both. We'll do both of those later in the show. I think it's aggressive <clears throat> to name your kid Dallas. Yeah, uh, it's like naming your kid Dagny. Dagny. Michael yeah. Miller, Tiburon, <laughs> California. No. Uh, did anyone in the chat room get my joke? <clears throat> I didn't. You didn't. No. Okay. Uh, $278 for the $278 club, the $278 club, because this is show $278. $213 for February 13th birthday. Shout out to Catherine. Another $65 for Karma for the Good Slaves and Show number. Do we have the Catherine shout out there on the list of birthdays? Uh, yes, we do. We'll do that later. That's a good thing. Russell Keller, uh, Glendale, California, 278. Another 278 club member. There's two, and that's now closed. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. You guys give me this. Give me Oh, sorry. You guys keep me sane in this brave new world slash 1984 control grid without the Somas Prozac. And that's what we do. That's right. And that's um, it. Michael Hall uh, also is an associate executive producer from Pownal, Maine. Uh, and we have a letter from him, um, which I'll read at the break. Okay. And uh, we very much appreciate 
the support from uh, Sir Kelly and, of course, uh, pushing Dallas up to knighthood. <clears throat> and uh, nice to see uh, 278 Club members, Michael Miller, Russell Keller. Uh, the uh, club is now closed. No one else can ever put that in their credits. It'll now have to be the 279 Club, which you can uh, start going after now. Coming. Uh, yes. A couple of uh, quick PR mentions. Uh, I don't Actually, I don't know if this is a good thing anymore. Because uh, you said, hey, if you've got a domain laying around, point it to noagendashow.com. <laughs> like, ev- of course, everyone's got domain names laying around. Yeah, we do. Everybody, I have two. I've got, I mean, it's like ridiculous how many they're just stagnant names. But I was reading a Google uh, interview in the New York Times where the, you know this, this could be seen as like fraud to, to get our, of course, we, we own the term fraud, no agenda. Fraud is a legal term, but fraud, defrauding who? I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's... It's Google juice magic. You know, they could say, hey, what's all these domains pointing? They're link farming. Let's cut them down. You watch. You can watch. It's very dangerous. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I want to thank uh, Stephen Nowicki for pointing projectgrouper.com uh, uh, to the to no Uh Thank Andrew Cox from Gitmo Nation Huskers for pointing digitalvaudeville.com <laughs> to noagendashow. Uh, imperialproclamations.us, Sean Reiser. Uh, pointed that angryculture.com which i kind of liked uh, liked uh, john henry thank you so much um christopher mater uh had a pretty original one which he's pointing to noagendashow.com just take your medicine.com <laughs> i like that uh who who dis dot me uh is forwarded uh, courtesy of mark rudolph who dis who dis dot me who dis dot me brother and uh, john tucker uh, reg- I think he went out and registered a couple of really good ones, which uh, uh, these could be standalone sites, wouldn't even have to point to noagendashow.com, and I think he will uh, actually build these out. Rat out ratyourbuddyout.com. <laughs> that's a good one and is, yeah. denunciation notice.com which is I also like the denunciation, yeah, denunciation notice. that's notice. a good one too that's very very good we should actually we should help him on that because i think those those sites need to go live <laughs> those are great I, that's what i said they could be actual sites denunciation well you know you might be right it could cause a problem somewhere google's you know these google guys are all robots anyway so somebody just clicks switches the next thing yeah, you know just, our no <laughs> we yeah, don't but, get any links anyway but we do get if you type in no agenda. Yeah, we own it. We own it. I mean, yeah, the whole page we own is the whole ours. page. Yeah. We so own if that starts page. to change, then we're going to have to rethink this policy. Um, then uh, Scott Carter has forwarded the following domains: freeworlddomination.com, nowiownyou.com, worlddominators.com, basicdigitalphotos.com, <laughs> easywebtemplates.com, which I bet you gets a lot of uh, a lot of Google juice. You know, someone's like, I need a web. Easy web templates has <clears throat> got to be something. Yeah. We have to we have to uh, do something with that, or he does. Or no, no, it's do like or... people are like, oh, I need a web template. Hey, what's this no agenda show? <laughs> <laughs> I think I will listen. I don't, I'm not interested in a web template anymore. I'm more interested <laughs> or, in not being Or how saved. about photocamerastore.com? I want a camera. Oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Or or even well, better. It's a stretch that we're going to get any new listeners, but it's a funny <laughs> idea. Stockonlinephotos.com. I can just see the human resources like, I need some stock photos quickly. Hey, this looks great. What is this show all about? I think I should listen. 
All right, I'm just kidding. We really appreciate it. And, of course, uh, again, to uh, executive producer Sir Kelly Spongberg will be knighting uh, Dallas uh, Spongberg later on the show. Associate executive producer Michael Hall and uh, also associate executive executive producers and exclusive 278 Club members Michael Miller, Russell Keller. Thank you all very much. Everyone else out there, please go out and continue to propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, slave! <laughs> All right. Um, a couple of things I wanted to clear up before we got into the meat of today's show, whatever it is. What, Austin Goolsby wasn't the meat? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the meat. Yeah, for so, sure. um, I, last Sunday was the Super Bowl, and I forgot. That there's something going on which bothers me. I just want to get it out of the way. It's a pet peeve, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which is in sporting events, they never somehow sporting events has now become patriotic. Oh, deals. I knew you were going to say this. I I knew it because before I'll just interrupt you for a second. Before I left, it was like the first fifteen minutes of the of the televised cast because I was flying up north. Uh, there was the military on the field. It was like you know, the drill team comes out, and I turned to Mickey. I said, "John's going to bitch about this." So here's the deal. It's, it doesn't bother me because this became a tradition to do the national anthem uh, at the beginning of a sporting event. So you go to a baseball game, they play the national anthem. This is something that came, I think, started in the 50s or 60s. It's never used to be a thing in the 30s, I can assure you. So, uh, But now they've gone and they've taken it to a new level. Now they're playing, and this is happening more and more, and it's becoming disturbing. They're playing America the Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. They bring a singer out. She sings <clears throat> America the Beautiful. We all have to stand, and people got their hands on their heart, and they're saluting, and they're, and they're you know, watching the fight, and they're, blah, America. Blah. <laughs> and so then she finishes, and then the next person comes out, and they sing the national. So now I had to have two. I think there's two things going on. One, besides the militarization of sporting events, which is ridiculous. And by the way, the Super Bowl got taken to an extreme weirdness with they actually read the entire Declaration of Independence as a pregame thing. What's it got to do with anything? I don't know. And then they had, which I have a clip of Powell, you know, Secretary Powell going on and on and with a whole bunch of other guys talking about how great this country is. I want to watch a football game. Anyway, <laughs> That what I think might be going on with this America the Beautiful thing, I think – because of some of the wordage and some of the other things in the national anthem, I think there's a movement afoot to pull the national anthem and drop this in as our new national anthem. You watch. Within the next couple of years, there's going to be this, why well, I think the national anthem should be changed. It's something less violent. Wow. Well, let me respond to that. So, first of all, um, I actually did have tears in my eyes at the end of the national anthem when the... Uh when the Jets came over, I always love that. It's like, oh, wow. Well, I the Super Bowl when the Jets flew yeah. over a closed dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had the shot outside, as you noticed. Um, so I think there's two things. First of all, the America the Beautiful was sung by the girl from Glee. Uh, and so that was an obvious promotion for the show, Glee, uh, with, like it needs any. I think and it was on, uh, and the whole thing was on Fox. That's a coincidence. Yeah. Do you think? I think not. Coincidence? I think not! I also believe that a large portion, a large percentage of America actually thought that was the national anthem that was being sung. 
unfortunately. Because, you know, people were, like, standing up, and Mickey's like, is this the national anthem? And I said, no, 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 this is America the Beautiful. Uh, but it's brought with such grandeur and, and, and et cetera. And uh, it's an easier song to remember. Yeah. Uh, a case in point, and this kind of... And nobody knows what a rampart is. What's a rampart? Uh, the rampart, I th- is that not the wall of the fort? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. You know, Nobody knows. Well, I know the story. I read the story about the, uh, Well, you know, the other thing about the National, the National Anthem, Anthem, not to interrupt you, it's a old, it's a British drinking song. That, that's, <laughs> that's what it's based it's on. It's God Save the Queen, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's something else. There's a, I've heard it a couple of times, but if you look it up, you can look it up on Wikipedia. You'll find that there's a British drinking song. It's a bar <laughs> tune that was turned into the National Anthem, you know, by a bunch of drunks. And I think that information will become very popular. Really? The way I heard the story was different. I didn't hear a bunch of drunks. <laughs> anyway, go on with your... <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't drunks. Well, then, of was... course, Christina Aguilera actually flubs the lyrics. Yeah, she drops the word ramparts Case and makes point. something up. Yeah. By the ramparts, red glow. <laughs> no one knows the words. It's like, it's like uh, America the Beautiful is easy. You, they're going to pull the national anthem and drop in this America the Beautiful thing. And it's going to be a process. It's starting. It started about a year ago. I started noticing this. And it's just obviously. <laughs> it, it's, the, so, the song originally was Whiskey in the Jar uh, by yeah, Thin Lizzy. <laughs> Thank yeah, that was the room. original song. It's a, it's a humiliation. <laughs> uh, do you want to play the Powell clip since you were talking about it? Yeah, no, so, so they do all this crap, and then Powell <laughs> comes on with all this kind of feel-good patriotism stuff that yeah. I just found. You know, I'm as patriotic as the next guy, but I'm watching a football game here, people. <laughs> the king of Great Britain dictated the establishment of an absolute tyranny oh, I love the over music. the 13 colonies. Our fate under his rule was evident. Therefore, our nation's architects found declaring independence oh, to be worth... Stop a second, stop a second. Nation's architects. He, you know, it's a tyrannical guy, this George III. He's actually an idiot. And our fate was evident under this character. You know, here, you know, we just remember that American history, <laughs> the, the reason for the taxation without representation, all the rest of it, and the irony of the whole revolution was they George III actually... Looked at the tax, you know, they know there's people complaining about taxes in the, in the colonies, and he lowered the taxes. He actually lowered the taxes. He didn't raise the taxes. He lowered them, but the kicker was he also put an enforcement policy, and so they would actually enforce the new lower taxes. Apparently, we weren't paying any of the taxes. We were scoff laws about the whole thing. And so when they had forced us to pay the lower taxes, which we weren't paying any taxes, but now we had to pay the lower taxes, we got upset about it. And George III was completely beside him. So what is wrong with these people? I lower the taxes and now they're going to have a revolution? Anyway, that's the tyranny that... that oh, okay. <laughs> that was the tyranny. All right. Yeah. ...their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Freedom is common sense. It is our constant, steadfast... Freedom is met- common sense? Well, how is freedom common sense? <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing is like, it's annoying to watch this well, can, kind of stuff. Can we all agree that with 111 million viewers, most of them inebriated, hammered, that this is the perfect opportunity to mind control them? I mean, is, is it so, don't you understand, the, this is like the wireless thing you don't understand. It, it's like, it's the biggest uh, telescreen event, to use an Orwellian term. Everyone's hammered, their they're, they're, the subconscious is wide open for messaging, you get military jets, you get the womp, 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 the beautiful uh, chords in the background, and then you get this indoctrination. It's like, duh, 
What do you expect, Dvorak? This is, this is how mass mind control works. Let's enjoy some more. Message to the world. A belief that has inspired us to greatness and shaped our destiny. In America, our home, we are free. Hey, honey, go get me some guacamole. This is really good. We're free. <laughs> Give me some dip. We are equal. We are united. Yes. We are broke. In America, I am home. <laughs> I'm home because I got no job. We are uh, Wow. Wow. Did you hear that? Do it again. That was awesome. They had like a we. Like that was all, all these guys are like famous athletes or, or personalities oh and they're standing in front of wow. usually a bunch of military people Dude, who are we- chiming in. Oh, my God. Uh, I miss. I just want to roll that back just a second or two. My God, that's great. They all do. We. Like, wow. And this is mind control. This is mind control. Listen. We. We are home, and we will cherish and defend our home, sweet home. We are grateful for a land so fair. Our excellence is not an exception. It is a prevailing attitude. There's weapons of mass destruction. Look, I got a vial right here. We are a nation determined to realize dreams. Independence, it is ours, just as sure as our title is Americans. This is where I roll out. uh, Well, I'm trying to keep the show clean. Anyway. So uh, he says. Mind control. There's a little bit of uh, interesting propaganda in there. A little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Please. This is like our he, when he does his excellence thing because there's this, um, this excellence thing. The excellence is there anyway. I'll I'll deconstruct. But do you, but do you understand uh, why this is being done at this moment? I mean, everyone's drunk. It's like perfect perfect time. <laughs> yeah, your your argument is valid. Yeah, uh, another that I find it personally as a fan of the game that I have to endure this. Yeah, okay. It, it's an eye roller when you watch it, <laughs> and it's like, why are you doing this to me? Well, for the same reason. That we destabilize everyone twice a year by changing the clocks, which Russia, which Russia now has denounced. They're no longer <laughs> they denounced. They, did you read this? They're no longer going to do that. No more time changes. Russia is on summertime for the rest for the rest of the of uh, of all mankind. I've always under one who would think we should go on just all summertime. Why well, of not? course, it's summertime, summertime, some some summertime. No, but it's just so, so they've got it right. It's like. Hey, we've got the entire nation under control. We own it. The oil guys, we own Russia. You know, I'm tired of that that destabilization thing we always do twice a year. Stop that. Okay. Hey, we got control anyway. But we're going to continue it here. That's the only reason it's done is to destabilize people. Make them, put them off balance. It's just mass. This is, it's, this is exactly right, what okay. mass is. Anyway, uh, I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you watch the national anthem get th- th- no, I, I think it's, thrown it's under the bus. Well, we're going to have to have the North American Union anthem pretty soon. <laughs> oh, Canada for spacious Mexico is so nice. Yeah, well, we'll work on that. Um, meanwhile, in uh, Gitmo Nation Europe, uh, under the uh, under the topic of <laughs> notice, I didn't sing along. Haiku Herman comes out. And he says the most amazing thing about uh, uh, carbon reduction in the United States of Europe that I just had to share it with you because it is it is almost poetry the way this man speaks. Uh, this, by the way, Haiku Herman is the, uh, in case you didn't know, he is the president of the United States of Europe, not elected as such uh, and not recognized. He could walk down the street and people would not know who he is. 
uh, but he is the uh, president of the United States of Europe. Reaching the EU objective of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 80, 95 percent. Wow. <laughs> 80 to 95 percent. Stop breathing. Stop breathing. <laughs> by 2050, compared to 1990, as agreed in October 2009, uh-huh. we require a revolution. Yo! He's calling for revolution, everybody. What kind of revolution? In energy systems, which must start now. Yes. GE, come on over. We're ready for you. It, is in fact, it in fact means a new industrial revolution. Oh, my God. Europe is going to be such an exciting place to vacation. The decisions of today determine the symbols of the future. Wasteland or wind park... What do you want? Wasteland? Or Wait, we're going to have a wasteland in Europe? Is that what he said? He said if we, so I think he's trying to do like poetry here. It's either wasteland or wind park. Here, I don't want a wind park. Those things are make a lot of racket. <laughs> you want a wasteland. Well, he'll, he'll give you another choice. No, I don't want a wasteland. Well, that's what you're going to get if you don't take wind well, who park. who says? Haiku Herman. Here, he has another choice for you. Smoked-filled cities or smart electricity grids. Uh, what do you want? Uh, Where's the smog fi- we took care of the smog-filled silly- <laughs> cities after the kill-off in 1955 in London with the deadly <laughs> fog there and all the air pollution districts around. I mean, it's not even it's nothing like it was in the 60s and 70s. I mean, the Los Angeles Basin, which is still a little smoggy now and again, it doesn't even compare to the way it was 25 years ago or 30 years ago. Improvements have been made already. What are they talking about? This is the Ministry of Truth giving you choices. This is the, the, the pump this into your brain. Wasteland or wind parks? Smog-filled cities or smart electricity grids? Hmm. All this will require investment. Oh, that coming out of your pocket, slaves? Investment in energy-saving solutions for cities... Developing sustainable biofuels, uh. building smart grids, and developing clean vehicles. Vehicles? How's your clean vehicle doing? <laughs> what did he say? Clean what? Vehicles. Clean vehicles? That's <laughs> <laughs> a vehicle. Va- <laughs> it's a vehicle. He means vehicle. But it, it, <laughs> exactly. The implementation of the Renewable Energy Directive, in particular, as regards consistent national support schemes and cooperation mechanisms, will be vital in this respect. Okay, I don't know what he said there, but I'm sure it's not good for us. No. Right? Uh, uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, uh. So I just thought that was uh, quite annoying yeah. that uh, that he did that with this wasteland or wind parks, smog-filled cities, or smart electricity grids. That's how, that's how, that's how you talk to people. Yeah, I think we should start talking that way. Because they couldn't get the national anthem thing through. That's what they tried first. And and talking about weird ways of saying things, I would, this is just off. This is a little bit off topic, but I had I had to make this clip. There was a, a special over the weekend. I think it was on the Military Channel, which is another thing I watch all the time. It's just not and, not at all part of the mind control grid. <laughs> and they were talking about how Franklin Roosevelt really didn't know about Pearl Harbor, and they're trying to do a documentary on this. And they brought on this old timer who came out to say that it's all bull crap that the uh, Roosevelt didn't know anything, and everybody knew it at the time, and it was just somebody created it as an issue some years later. But it's the language this guy uses, old timer. This is language I have never. It's like I think we should reintroduce some of the terminologies that this guy uses. 
in in this little commentary about how this was all bogus. The Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor. The Pearl Harbor investigations uh, and the allegations that somehow Roosevelt knew in advance uh, that the Japanese were going to attack, he planned it to get us into the war, all of that was pure Bosch, pure poppycock, pure Tommy Rot. It was a, a phony <laughs> argument, and he knew it was phony. Everybody else who knew anything of the facts knew it was a phony. Poppycock Tommy Rot. I think Tommy Rot. Tommy Rot is good. What what is that that must what does that stem from? I have no idea where it even comes from. Poppycock Pop- is another one. Where is that? And Bosch. Bosch, is- Poppycock, Tommy Rot. <laughs> Bosch is Tommy Rot's Poppycock. I'm going to reintroduce those terms. I'm going to use fiddle them. Fiddlesticks. I think we should just do that. Fiddlesticks. My parents used to say fiddlesticks. <laughs> I remember that. Fiddlesticks. Oh, did they ever say oh, Tommy Rot? No. I would have kicked my mother in the shins. Tommy Rod. But fiddlesticks, yeah. No, fiddlesticks was um, kind of an alternative to uh, the F word. Fiddlesticks. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Those days are over. Tommy Rot. I like poppycock, because cock is a nice word to say. Poppycock. Well, poppycock. I don't know where, but we should look those up. What's the etymology of poppycock and, more importantly, Tommy Rot? And I wouldn't mind knowing fiddlesticks either while we're at it. Yeah, Bosch. Bosch. Well, that's a speaker line. I make good audio equipment. Um, the oh, most that, you're thinking you're thinking of Bose. No, oh, Bosch. Bosch is actually the company, the German company that makes spark plugs. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, they make uh, spark plugs and distributor caps. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> uses this. The distributor cap hasn't been put on a car for forty years. Uh, I think I'm driving one that has a distributor cap. <laughs> <laughs> distributor cap. <laughs> Hey man, I disabled their car did, by by did taking you out the distributor, distributor cap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think my Saab actually has one. I think it still has a distributor cap. So uh, I pulled a clip from CPAC, the Conservative Political oh, Action yeah, Conference. That. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, for I those, couldn't get a clip. I'm glad you. Oh, got Oh no, one. I got a clip. For those of you who are new to this program, it's what we do, so you don't have to. And uh, so it, it, this actually covers two topic, uh, to- topics at once. Um, because, of course, uh, the new television season is firing up. And uh, we have um, Celebrity Apprentice, which, of course, uh, once again needs ratings. The last season on Celebrity Apprentice, uh, we misused and also predicted, by the way, um, Brett Michaels with his uh, um, emergency hospitalization uh, the Cinderella story, we called it here on No Agenda, he came back to win Celebrity Apprentice. So now uh, Donald Trump needs to uh, promote his program once again, because uh, it's very hard. The ratings are, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult business these days. And, uh, you know, if you can get 5 million people watching, that's already quite a big thing. So uh, Trump uh, does this by pretending to run for president. Yeah, he's pretending. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, exactly. please, please, he's pretending to run for president, and this guy has no shame. John, you agree with me, right? Oh he no, ha- he has no shame. No he's shame. Unbelievable. So he will, he will misuse the a sacred uh, process. Okay, it's been co-opted and hijacked, but he'll misuse this process of uh, the political system to become president to promote himself and, more importantly, his show, and. Um, so you may have seen the news that, uh, once again, the same as last year, Congressman uh, Ron Paul, who I've uh, supported for uh, four years running now, 
Um, won the straw poll vote for presidential always candidate. Wins he, because, always wins this. Always wins this, yeah. Uh, before you play the, the Trump clip, let me play a little little follow-up. Can I just interrupt with sure, this? Sure, of course. I, because Ron Paul just kicks it. I mean, he kills. And it's like it, it's, it's like an embarrassment to the, the to the mainstream, you know, Republicans and Fox News and all the rest of them. So because of Ron Paul winning again the CPAC uh, vote as the guy that everyone wants to be president, Fox quickly runs their own poll <laughs> and play the Fox poll on the elections and, see, and tell me where Ron Paul's name comes into it. CPAC straw poll isn't the only election news tonight. Fox, <laughs> don't look over there. Whatever you do, don't pay attention. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. News, as I mentioned at the top of the program, has Her- just released. Is Geraldo? Yeah. yeah. It's the big new poll. Our Julie Banderas has the details. That's amazing how he does that. So that little steep thing, don't worry. We got a big, big, big new poll. I'll listen up, slaves. Tension, human, big poll. It's Julie. Geraldo, from former governors to Donald Trump, the field remains wide open, according to the latest Fox News polls. And with the results of CPAC's straw poll today, we'll see if Republicans get a bump in the next few weeks. As of right now, Mike <laughs> Huckabee and Mitt Romney lead the pack with 55 and 54 percent. Rounding out the top five are former House Speaker Newt Gingrich at 43 percent, former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin at 40 percent, and former Florida Governor Jeb Bush at thirty nine percent. Huh. <laughs> and wait a minute, they go to the top. They go through the top twenty. Yeah. And Ron Paul never shows up anywhere in no. this thing. Was it on screen? Yeah. But did, did did they show Ron Paul on screen? They showed they they had the early stuff about CPAC and, and kind of <laughs> mentioned in passing that Ron Paul won. But this was their own poll, the big this one. Their own poll, the which poll. has no Ron Paul anywhere no. to be seen. No, no, it's this hilarious. Is, yeah, this is the big poll. Well. Uh, it's clear because he does not have a shot at all. There's no chance of the guy winning. And Donald Trump will explain why. I wish there was a candidate that I saw that would be fantastic because I love what I'm doing. In fact, I have a great club that's 15 minutes away. By the way, Ron Paul cannot get elected. I'm sorry. So the only thing that's missing, this is on C-SPAN 3, by the way. The only thing that's missing is where, hello, we've got, there must be some No Agenda listeners amongst the Ron Paul supporters who, of course, are jeering here at the uh, at Trump's uh, comet. No one throws a shoe? I Somebody mean, please, someone throw, should have thrown a shoe. That, I'm very disappointed. Uh, but wait, there's more. That's how much booing there was going on. I should have clipped that. Sorry. That's good. That deserves it. Here it comes. <laughs> Throw a shoe! And you know what else? I like Ron Paul. I think he's a good guy. But honestly, he has just zero chance of getting elected. You have to win an election. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, don't forget to watch Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> the guy is unbelievable. He really. So we're gonna have to call the winner pretty soon. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't the, looked the, in. The, I don't, I don't know who's, who's. Uh, I haven't. I got to get the lay of the land. But it's always fun because it, this is what we do. Whether you deconstruct the media for who's gonna win Celebrity Apprentice or anything, it's the same process. It's not that hard to do. No, it's not that hard to do. But what's real funny? There's another, an interesting story that came out, just kind of slipped into the through the cracks. 
that I got a, a kind of a kick out of. And actually, I want to do this, though, just before we ask for donations, because there's a follow-up that's kind of interesting. Um, which we, I guess we're getting close to that anyway, aren't we? Um, no, we got a, no, we got a little more time, but all right. We, well, let's we can then, go then, 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 let's. Well, then let's. You want to do some real news? Ooh, oh, you, you catch me off track. Actually, I have some real news. Uh, here we go. And now, and now back to real news. Hit the extra. Well, pff, hold on a second. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for it. Hey, extra, extra. Surviving Howard. You are good looking, man. I'll go to bed with you. My <laughs> New York Inquisition today with the king of all media. I hear you're the front runner to take over for Regis. From zero to OMG in one hour, how it went off the rails. Extra, Lindsay extra. Sharon Stone makeover. Did looking like the basic instinct bad girl help or hurt her case in court? Is Jen Aniston really buying this $15 million New York pad? Plus, new details about a death on the set of NCIS. Extra exclusive Elton, Stevie, Dion, and Gladys only wear inside the New York City reunion 25 years in the making. And our total age is now 493. <laughs> <laughs> then a headline-grabbing arrest, a surprise divorce. My name is Earl star Jamie Presley breaks her silence to defend her family. It's really hurtful on so many levels. Plus, I'm at home with Trump. Is Rosie really calling a truce? I found him enjoyable. Extra starts. Right now. Extra! Extra! Wow. So Trump even got in on this deal. Now, the one thing <laughs> I've noticed on all these shows, if you look at any of them, is like unbelievable amount of Grammy pre-promotion. I've never seen anything quite like it. I mean, there's every show has got some Grammy angle, Grammy, Grammy, Grammy. I mean, I've never, I've really, I've seen a lot of promotion. I'd like to find out who's doing the PR for the Grammys because they, this person or Edelman. persons. Edelman. Edel, 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 no, I know. Edelman. It is Edelman? It is Edelman. Which, who, by the way, are huge. No, Edelman's huge. Yeah. But they, I've never noticed that they've been this... Well, I mean, they... Well, well this is all about access. See, the, um, we're in award show season, John, in case you didn't know. You know yes. Um, so it's award show season, and this is all about access. And if you want... into So, you know, the, the popular stars today, you know, it's, it's the Bieber... Uh, you know, it's Eminem who's probably going to sweep the Grammys. I'll say, yeah, it's it's all these stars. If you want access, you got to promote it. If you're not promoting, you don't get access. You know, and it's what the slaves want. They want their extra, extra. Yeah, no, I know they they are. They, you know, there is a quid pro quo involved. Of course, with there the, is. all this extra coverage. There's an also another thing that's being overcovered, and is I and I can't figure out how they're kind of balancing it. But the Scientologists have opened up a new hotel or some building somewhere in Clearwater, which they own basically own the town. It's like, like you can check in any time you want, but you can never leave. Is that the it, hotel? It's <laughs> like it's like this big. And they, there's all these interesting because I guess the New Yorker magazine ran this negative story, which is basically it, it, it was about a guy who left the church. Yeah, it's about some guy who left and, and who's and he's complaining. Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. is stop the presses. So, uh, so the, but these guys are the way they're carrying the story. They're they're and I've seen this on two or three of them. They're they're basically quoting from a bunch of press releases on both sides of the argument. They got the New Yorker piece, and then they then they word for word, and this really bothers me by the way because I 
had clipped a uh, thing from Deborah, Nor- Deborah Norville's show, and I thought it was so boring, I didn't want to use it. And then another sh- after I erased it from the DVR, another show came out and with the exact same words, word for word. It yeah. was almost like it was a, you know, it's scripted. Yeah, it's, beca- a- it's becoming really annoying, um, and I, I, th- I think a lot of our uh, listeners slash producers are seeing that as well. Everything you re- – in fact, um, I have something from the Shadow Puppet Theater uh, – Category. I won't play the the jingle for you. Uh, here you go. Um, press release. PR Newswire. Which I'm sure they they this this like we had to announce it. But former Bloomberg bureau chief Kimberly Jordan named VP of the Energy Practice at Hill and Knowlton. It's like so the journalist who of course has been writing about the energy sector for quite a while, like a decade. Um, they they offer her. You know, a huge amount of money. She joins the team. Uh, here, it, this is from the. Uh, uh, this is the in the press release. Kim's deep knowledge in the energy space and journalism is a tremendous space asset. Space yeah, is a tremendous asset for clients that need to translate their own complex technical and financial story, i.e., lies, into compelling <laughs> narratives that impact policies and markets. Said Northrop. Kim has the ability to connect the dots, unearthing the untold stories and spotting the trends our clients need to know about. Right. We are proud no. to have her as part of the H&K team. So this, is, so this is how it's the revolving door. You get someone who's been writing about this, who's been a quote-unquote pristine journalist, and then you get them to turn around and call all, all her buddies. Hey, I've got a story for you. I've already written it for you. <laughs> Right? It's closer to the truth, truth yeah. than you can imagine. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And and before we get into donations, yeah, this is one thing. Here's the thing that bugged me the most. The most emailed clip of the week, which I'm not going to play, is the trailer for the low-budget oh, yeah. low yeah. movie Atlas Shrugged Part <laughs> 1. I love it. So Part 1. Yeah, yeah, so so before, don't get to the payoff yet, John, because it's too cool. So, um, I read this book. I love this book. Uh, John I read the book. He thinks it's stupid. Uh, I love it. I, I, it's in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, I live by uh, many of the uh, theories, the value for value. I think the show does live on the value for value. Um, and I, 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 I enjoy a lot, and a lot of this is, uh, steers me in my life. Um, and, and Mickey, by the way, who gave me the book, I'd never even heard of it before I met her. She said, hey, you should read this. But by the way, it's easy on what you think about it because not everyone's going to be cool with that. So she's very smart. So um, um, she, I think a while back I said, you yeah, know, we should be able to, to make a movie out of this. And you know, people emailed me, yeah, we can do this. We could finance. And Mickey's like, you can't make a movie out of this. You cannot make a movie out of Atlas Shrugged. It just, it's been tried. There's no way to make the screenplay. It'll, it'll be like 18 hours long. No one will want to see it. It's a book. Okay, get over it. It's a book. So I sent her the trailer. I didn't say anything. I just emailed it to her. And she's sitting across the table on the other side. And I go, bling, I hear email go. And I hear it go. She clicks on it. She's like, this sucks. This, this is horrible. This acting is no good. The actors don't, it's like, suck, suck, sucks. And I said, yeah, have you noticed, by the way, for a movie that had a budget, of, I think it was $3 million, they got a lot of beautiful high-speed rail train shots in there. Yeah. This obviously is... All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. <laughs> the whole thing is going to focus on Taggart Railway. I, I can't wait to see it because you know we're going to be right. 
And I'm sure that some additional funds came from the High Speed Rail Association. How else can you get these shots? It's either stock footage, which I'd never seen before. You can't make this movie with that. The, the, I mean, they had, yeah, or expensive CG. Either way, either way. So and it would have chewed up three million bucks in the budget right there. But yeah. if I but if I was uh, trying to scam fifty three billion dollars uh, to build a uh, a so called high speed rail, which will really only transport Warren Buffett's corn, I'd get try and get the Atlas Shrug people on board. That would, be, yeah. that, that, that would be a way. And I have to say, a lot of people are excited about it. I, I got oh, news for you. I got news for you. It's going to suck. Yeah. Okay? It's going to be Tommy Rot. <laughs> Not only that, it might be Poppycock. Atlas by Ayn Rand. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Let's thank some people for uh, supporting our show, John, with our value for value concept. We may as well. Sarah Morley in Montreal, Quebec, $132.60. This donation for one, uh, for one, $33 plus $33 to welcome twin slaves Sean and Malcolm into the fold with a double <laughs> dose of karma born February 11th. Wow. What a great date. Uh, it's a, no. it's a 02112011. Not bad. Yeah, it's great. Uh, plus $66.60 to wish fellow producer Salvatore Barrera a very happy birthday on February 14th. Do we have him on the list? Yes, we have him on the list. So I, and thank, Yeah, go ahead. And I want to thank him for presenting me with a challenge coin in a ring box. Oh. What gallantry, she says. Was that Sarah a, from Montreal. Was, that makes number one. Was that a proposal? Was that, was, is, that, is that a wedding proposal? I think it should be. <laughs> Here, honey. <laughs> Would you marry me? I can just see Mickey going... Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh-uh, I want a $30,000 ring. Oh, no, you didn't. That ain't happening. <sighs> I love those shows, Brightzilla. And there we go yet again. Uh, Monsieur uh, Guilin, uh, Guilin, um Geelin. Geelin. Uh, donated 78 bucks. Dear John and Adam, greetings from Gitmo Nation. No government for 245 days. 245 days, as Belgium will soon break the record for operating for the longest period of time without a government. I'm getting ready to be a good duke in the Stephen. Didn't we do this last week? Uh, it could, no, I think it, it. It might be another one because I don't no, remember. No, it's, it's, it's a new one because uh, he has a uh, he has another uh, another thing I'm supposed to say. Yeah, <laughs> come on, John. It's seventy eight dollars. Does it get Harberg open you? And Shin King on no agenda. Very good. Really? No, that sucked ass. Okay. Dus ik geef hierbij opnieuw een schenking aan no agenda. Yeah, gezondheid. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Love, yeah, love you coming are. back every week for that. Yeah, he's going to keep... I guess it's just a... Why don't you just set up a dunk tank for me? <laughs> That's a good William idea, William Santora, actually. Chandler, Arizona, just sent my first donation today, 65, 57. Didn't see a place to add a note until after I hit the send button. Well, how'd you get this note in there? I just wanted to say I'm a very long-time listener to you both together and individually, blah, blah, blah. Uh, likes the uh, old, he uh, goes back to the single digit episodes of both the DSC and Cranky Geeks, was turned on to you both separately through Leo. Thank you, Leo. Thanks, Leo. He, you know, by the way, Leo's plane couldn't land in Antarctica, so I think he's uh, he's not going. He's supposed to, he went to Antarctica, you know. 
No, I didn't. I, 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 I thought he was in Argentina. Yeah, to go to Antarctica. As one does. Yeah, that's what I always do when I go to <laughs> when I go to Buenos Aires. I'm only thinking of Antarctica. I can't wait to get me to Antarctica. Anyway, my donation was way overdue, and certainly not as much as I'd like. And uh, he wants would have sent blah, blah blah blah. He has a beautiful wife, Nazik. So I thought at least I would start my formal support by sending you the balance of my PayPal account, which we, by the way, recommend you do. Yes, thank you very much. This balance was left after I finally closed my second life account that I hadn't used in years. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that mistake, Adam. <laughs> de-douching. He wants a de-douching and a karma for, and especially for his wife, okay. uh, the beautiful Nazik. Okay, we get to do a double shot there. I like doing that. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Yep. Sir Leon Shemis in uh, Pumerend, Nord Holland. Pumerend. Pumerend. <laughs> Nord Holland. <laughs> this is a good letter. This is system. I realized my $5 monthly donation was canceled by PayPal uh, in wow. early 2010. No. So here's what I intended to donate. So he added double nickels on the dime. But this happens to a lot of people. Joseph Costello in Pittston, Pennsylvania, in the morning, will be listening to this episode together in the car on Valentine's Day. So please Aww. send my love to Mary. Aww. It's his wonderful wife of 29 years. Mary, you're happy that he's... Look at this. It's a public uh, acclamation, or af affirmation. That's right. That is beautiful. P.S. Tell her when we get home. Her present is hidden in the cabinet in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge coin. We love to <laughs> challenge <laughs> Now, that would be funny. <laughs> not, I wouldn't put it past Joseph. And Joseph gave 50-69. Is that a missed and opportunity? Just, did we miss an opportunity uh, for doing uh, Valentine shout-outs for donations? I think we did. We, they, we I, did. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing yeah. early this morning. Yeah, we blew that. We blew it. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Cruz, Highland Park, Illinois, $50. And that wraps it up for the donations, which were pretty crummy, uh, I'd have to say, this week. But let me read a couple of letters that came in specific to uh, our listeners. Uh, this one is kind of interesting from Mike Hall. <clears throat> he's been riddled with guilt since he's been uh, listening to sh since show 20. Uh, a few weeks ago, everything I learned uh, in my twice-a-week no-agenda night training came full circle. I was invited to a focus group from a national research org I thought might be the next iPod or something cool. Instead, I was subjected to the best way Portland, Maine, and the world would deal with climate change. Can you imagine a focus group? Also, to select a better name and person or organization or best rep that best represents the new name. Al Gore was on the list, and the names were all over the top. He never mentioned any of them. I would try to keep this brief. Well, he already hasn't. In a pre-phone interview, was asked about his politics when he said he wasn't into the green thing. They just basically hung up on him. The moderator uh, opened up by asking knowledge of the question or whatever. And meanwhile, somebody canceled, so he got invited in. And he said they pulled out a map of Portland in the focus group in 300 years after a Katrina-type Katrina storm. <laughs> this is showed, after the Armageddon! In 300 years, by the way. This, I, I've said this before. This is like buying wine from lousy wine, and the wine guy says, don't worry about it. It's lousy now, but it's going to get It'll be better great. in time. It'll be great. It showed the waterfront missing and the back bay missing, which are both areas that, are filled, that were filled in the late 1800s. When I asked what was... What that meant to me and what would happen to the boats and the businesses, 
I said that it didn't look so bad. <laughs> it would have beachfront it wasn't properties. It was land to begin with. <laughs> they threw it, apparently threw it. They threw them out. out, exactly. Anyway, that's... I had two quick notes. Uh, one from uh, just sweet notes. Robert Leather, hi, John and Adam. PayPal allowed somebody to take some of my money out of our account, announced it was suspicious, then spent nearly three weeks to put the money back into the account, despite telling us it was fraudulent in the first place. Uh, somebody on the inside, perhaps. Anyway, decided to send sixty dollars to fund a cheapskate ninety nine percent, ninety nine percenter. Obviously, the equivalent of a five dollar subscription. I guess this uh, hadn't come in. Oh, it did come in. Yeah. Um, if you could mention my lovely, long suffering partner, Susan Richardson, wish her a happy Valentine's for tomorrow. That would be great. I know Valentine's is just BS. So instead of saying it with dead plants, I'm sending you the cash instead. Uh, safe in the knowledge that Im- safe in the knowledge that imparted knowledge beats dead foliage every day. Thanks, many, and it's an honor to be a happy news slave in Adam's OPML gathering experiment. Yeah, he does do a lot for the show notes. So I want to uh, thank him and uh, happy Valentine's to his uh, uh, partner Susan. And then uh, in the morning, Adam says, Aunt Anthony, my friend works at Big Chiefs, a tobacco shop in Tallahassee, Florida, where they play music throughout the day." I bet you Big Chief's Tobacco in Tallahassee is frequented by a lot of people, actually. I got him hooked on the show a few months ago. Now he mixes in no agenda shots in between the songs. So please give my thanks to Rhino the Bearded and in the morning to all other listeners out there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, these, these, these no agenda shots are invaluable. And I just want to ask you again to go uh, to noagendashots.com and uh, help Rhino out with his uh, scholastic fund. Otherwise, he's going to have to take a job uh, to pay for his books and, and courses, and he won't be able to do the no agenda shots. So, right, uh, that will hurt us. That will hurt us severely. So, And I, I think he he doesn't need all that much, but he really does need some help. And if everyone went and did it today, then it would work out. It would probably hurt us. They don't be donating to Rhino, but it's worth it because it's great for the no agenda stream. And uh, we appreciate uh, all the help. And, of course, uh, all of the donations, the $5 a month, the eleven eleven. a lot of people upgrading to that. So if you're checking if your uh, PayPal subscription has been canceled, consider upgrading to an $11.11 a month um, giving level. Uh, and, of course, we have our lucky uh, 30 and our $33 uh, a month uh, um, mothership boarding pass. And uh, you should know how to do this by now. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And as backup, when the site goes down, which is not that often, but it does happen, channeldvorak.com slash NA will have the same. And the list for today, Sir Kelly Spongberg says happy birthday to his son Dallas, uh, who turns 15 tomorrow. We'll be knighting him momentarily. Uh, Michael Miller, happy birthday to Catherine. It's her birthday today. Sarah Morley says happy birthday to, of course, the new human resources, Sean and Malcolm. Both born on uh, February 11th. We're very happy for all of you. And Salvatore Barrera, uh, whose birthday is on Valentine's Day. And uh, we wish you all a very happy birthday from your buddies here at Nogen and Adam and John. I'm restraining myself here, not singing along with the jingles. I got so much crap from you. I'm afraid now. You didn't get much crap. I said one thing. (laughs) Hey, uh, pull out your thing, man. But but it was the reason... Well, I'm just going to explain why I said that one thing. It's because there's so much effort put into these jingles that, you know, I don't like stepping on the product. No, that's true. Uh, but I get Here so excited it. by them. I mean, particularly yeah, this one. this thing. Well, hold on right. a second. Dvorak.org slash N-A. That one is in my mind all day long. Now, you got the thing? You got yeah, the- here. Uh, 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 <laughs> that, my friends, is theater of the mind. <laughs> 
five, Dallas Spongberg. Step forward, son. I believe you are the youngest ever to be knighted, and uh, welcome to the No Agenda Knights Roundtable, where, uh, by the way, we got some pretty hot dames uh, hanging out here at the roundtable, so... Uh, seeing as Sir Kelly Spongberg, Black Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, has uh, upped the giving level to another $1,000, we hereby knight thee, Sir Dallas Spongberg, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Come on down. Have some chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate milk. <laughs> and some porn flicks. <laughs> We've got it all for you. What am I going to say? Rent boys and Cabernet for the kid? I don't no. know what you no. need. I think chocolate milk is in cookies. Yeah, chocolate milk and cookies. Now, the kid's 15. He doesn't want, he doesn't want that. He wants something manly. Oh, everybody wants a cookie. Yeah. yeah. So, John, uh, there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of weird stuff going on in my world. and uh, In your world? In my world, which what? is what? It's very different from your world. Yeah. So, the... Uh, I have I've purposely tried to stay away from this because you know I know you'll scoff me, uh, but I I just can't I'd scoff at you. No, you'd actually scoff me with your shoe on my face. Mm. Um, so the polls are shifting, and this is uh, showing up in uh, in many different forms. Uh, and this is in aviation. We know that uh, the you have magnetic north and true north, and this yeah. does change. And in fact, in Florida, they actually had to chair. Uh, change the runway markings at an airfield uh to reflect the the true direction so that you know when you're doing your approach and you think you're on run, runway 18 and it's actually runway 15 you know you could kind of come in a little weird 3 degrees makes a big difference when you're trying to hit a runway and um well this is quite a cause for concern and in fact uh a lot of people are saying that this is the uh, the coming of the demise of course it happens every year around the ides of march 15th but this time we have a... What happens every year on the 15th? The Ides of March. Oh, yeah, the Ides of March, yeah. Right, but this Ides of March could be the last one we ever witness. How's that? Well, because the polls are going to flip completely. But the polls have been flipping for years, and they've, and they've yeah. flipped before. But now we're in perfect alignment with some uh, uh, comet or meteor. Oh, here we go. That is going to cry. <laughs> here we go. It's like, and all the earthquakes have something to do with it. The dead birds is because of poisonous gases being released because of these pole shifts. I'm very confused by it all. Uh, but I think uh, we need to, you know, the advice is uh, take a vacation on March 15th and go up into the mountains. Nothing's going to happen on March 15th. The poles take forever to, to, to flop. Mm. I don't know. What's interesting, they've done a bunch of specials on this on Nova. And uh, occasionally, uh, apparently, these hot spots of magnetism that start to crop up that really screw things up before the flip actually happens. But they think that there'll be a moment in between the the North and South Pole flipping, which is going to take a couple hundred years. But there'll be maybe a period of maybe like as long as 100 or 200 years during the flipping period where there's no essentially no not enough magnetism. To 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 move to keep a, us on Earth, we'll float. No, <laughs> there'll be very little magnetism, and so the aurora borealis will be seen everywhere. Right, which well, okay, which would be pretty. I'm just saying, now might be the time to up the ante on the thirty three dollar a month uh, mothership boarding pass. No, that's probably not a bad Stuff idea. Stuff is uh, happening. Well, you cannot. I, deni- that's always a good idea. Yeah, you cannot deny that uh, there. You know, there's a lot of uh, disastrous circumstances. It's very, very cold. I have to say, I'm getting real chilly with that global warming. 
It's, it's chilling me out quite a bit. So before we ran the, the, to the donation, I did want to run a couple of clips, and I want to do them if sure. you, before we get into some meteor stuff. But I got the biggest kick out of uh, Weekend News. You know the man with the golden voice? And by the way, they've come up with a woman with the golden voice they found on one of these shows, which got no traction, and so she's, all, she's out. So we're ta- you mean the homeless guy? The homeless guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, they brought the guy on. He, he did an interview, and he and she said, well, he's, he's trying to back out of the system. The, the woman that's this weekend news anchor, she says he's trying to back out because he values his privacy. That's not what he says. And what he says is so appropriate to the No Agenda listener uh, and to what our theme is, basically. And it's funny because apparently he can't take one aspect of this popularity that he achieved. And if you play the... Uh, the Golden Voice guy, which isn't the follow-up, is Golden Voice and Dr. Phil. Play that. The man with the Golden Voice who was once homeless is talking about his time in rehab. Ted Williams says he left a treatment facility arranged by talk show host Dr. Phil McGraw after two weeks. Williams says it was too high profile. My reason for leaving treatment uh, gave me a sense of it being scripted. <laughs> you know, I was doing live telephone call-ins uh, with Dr. Phil and my... Uh, girlfriend and my ex-wife and my kids are all being uh you know it became somewhat of a scripted uh circus and 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 a a form of anonymity was lost <laughs> now william says he's now hoping to get help through an outpatient program and he says he is doing it now yeah so of course it was scripted they said hey it was totally scripted hey, we shut up and scripted. do this yeah wow. exactly wow and meanwhile, of course, she misses the point of it. The real reason he didn't like it being, who does? I mean, I suppose somebody does, but I, I, to be thrust into the public limelight and then instead of just, you know, going on your merry way, they grab you, whoever they are. In this case, the Dr. Phil people, who, by the way, seems to be something of a douchebag. You think? They, they throw them into this thing and they script it, tell them what to do, what to say, how to act and all everything in between. They bring other people in. They make a, a like the guy says, a circus out of his life. Yeah. And he's just bails out. He's just screwed. I'm out of here. And that's the end of him. I mean, he'll maybe work but, or you know, do whatever it's he does. Not, and so this guy is actually, because he's been on the street and knows what real life is about, uh, which I believe is true. I mean, I don't think that's a scam. I think he really was, you know, I agree. Outcast. Um, he recognizes it, and, he, and you know they didn't drug him up. Luckily, uh, so he so he kind of got out of it. It's funny because last night um, there was a going away party. Um, our friend Frank Karachi is uh, going to go direct a movie in uh, in Boston uh, with uh, Selma Hayek and uh, Kevin James. And uh, Frank is like this roly poly, uh, amazing, funny guy. Uh, he's you know he's an alcoholic. He's just a great guy. And so just, you know, there's a room of like nothing but beautiful people. And over on the, in the corner, uh, and it was dinner, I see um, Steve Coogan. You know who Steve Coogan is? No. He's, the, you know, he's been in a ton of movies. Um, he had a huge show in, uh, in Gitmo Nation East uh, called, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, it was like a, a fake talk show. It'll come to me in a moment. Um. Uh, uh, Alan, Alan Parsons, Alan Parsons on Alan Parsons, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I'm a big fan of that guy." You know, so I'm like, "I want to get an introduction," and then I, I kind of get like the feeling that maybe I should stay away from him for some reason. He's got some vibe. The guy's been like completely coked out for like years, and he's just been sober for like sixty days or something. And uh, it just shows you that you know this is what the business is. They bring you in, then you just go nuts. 
and then you have to run with the script, and the only way you can do it is if you're drugged up. And then, <laughs> then you're lucky if you don't get whacked. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I mean, I'm happy. What a I'm business out. to be in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm happy I got out. I really am. That's why I'm alive today, people. Exactly. Another tale of the Hollywood Whackers. Talking about Whackers, there was a whole segment on Alan the Partridge. Ba- I'm sorry, Alan Partridge, not Alan Parsons. I'm being corrected by the chat room. Thank you. There was a uh, talk. Well, you did stepped on my. I was I was working. It. <laughs> Sorry, play the Hollywood Whackers. There's a whole. There was a whole segment of the Joy Behar show where they talked about masturbation and and guess what? Internet porn. Woo! It was like this huge segment, Woo! and it was all done as though this is just brand new that that internet porn exists, <laughs> and you can just play a chunk of it if you want. But it's like oh, I was just like a chunk, what? Austin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, greetings, everybody. Okay, let me start with you, Ian. Okay. First of all, why are men into this so much lately? Or are they? Lately. Lately. <laughs> lately. <laughs> oh, no, I guess your Hollywood whackers joke. Okay. Oh, I think it's a huge, huge issue. Right, this is, okay, there's a gay huge. guy. Yeah, he's the yeah, gay typical, guy. Typical, typical. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, proliferation of internet porn, the easy access, and the fact that much of it has gone free now. So oh, guys really? don't have Hold to pay on, for stop it. Stop the presses. It's free. It's free now. It's, it is gone free. It's free. I, it's gone free. Where, what, gone free. What decade is this guy living in? <laughs> it's gone free now? This is, uh, uh, let me ask you a question. Has that pornography gone free? You know, I think that porn is, there's less porn than ever. I mean, there's tons of it on there if you want to look it up and you want to turn off your filter on Google. But it's like, I don't see that it's like any not, anything's changed from 1990 uh, let's say 98 99 well what has happened uh, nothing's gone free I no, mean, it's always been free yeah no the well first of all uh, taping yourself and putting it online is free you know there's a lot of that there's a lot of amateur gonzo stuff and uh, it's a beautiful yeah, there's thing there's a lot of that that's true really i don't know john is reliably informed but well, uh, I mean, you get to see a little bit. But I'm, but I'm, I think that's good. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to tape yourself uh, having sex and doing crazy stuff and put it online, that's beautiful. It, <laughs> as long as you're not hurting somebody, it's a beautiful thing. I love that. Beautiful it, thing. It is. I'm, I'm very. It, that's not porn. We're waiting for your video, that's Adam. People, that's people having sex. It's a beautiful thing. It, it's huge taboo. It's okay to like, t- you know, show. Uh, death and destruction and limbs, bloody limbs yeah, yeah. being to ripped be apart. About it, I find it unentertaining to watch a couple going at it uh, like dogs in the park on some video on the internet. I find it hard to watch. It's like I don't know these people and I don't want to know them. And uh, you know, it's usually some fat guy well, with a hairy gut you know, screwing away. I mean, it's just disgusting. Let, let me send you a few movies, my friend. You, you, well, I'm you're, sure you're tapping, you're tapping the wrong. There. You're tapping the wrong well. But then the other thing is, the good <laughs> material is just like, well, you know, what, is, what has it got to do with me? So, um, you know, so most porn or much porn these days is free. You have a lot of men who are either unemployed, they're freelance, they work from home, <laughs> they're stay. <laughs> They do, they do internet shows. They do internet shows. They work from home. They get nothing better they to work do. Work from than- home in their underwear. <laughs> this is great. At home, dads. They're in small offices. They're in front of their computers, and um, <laughs> you know, as a who, who is this expert? He said, "I don't know," but the people are in small offices. <laughs> 
in the cubicle. Can you keep make sure the door's locked? I'm busy. Result uh, of the access to porn. I mean, a lot of guys don't even want to necessarily find themselves, you know, looking at porn. But, you know, you're... Is this guy like... want to do it. Is, uh, stop it. I don't... I, I can't... Oh, my hand. It's, I can't stop it from doing it. On the New York Times, next thing you know, here's a pop-up for something like... <laughs> What just popped up there? Huh. Oh my God! A Victoria's Secret catalog. The uh. next thing you know, you're on a porn site. And I talk to guys. I work with guys who um, are uh. self-pleasuring. They're masturbating, you know, fifty to five hundred percent more than they normally would. Hey Tom, uh, let me ask you: <laughs> Did you uh, pleasure yourself uh, more today 500% than usual? More. <laughs> what does he say? At five hundred and eighty-eight. That's more. exactly. He should just get right to it. It's the five hundred and eighty-eight percent from Austin Goolsby. Because of because, because of the internet completely because the of internet accessibility, porn, the accessibility, and the fact that it's free. Okay, David, let me talk to you because. So, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is, what, they never what's actually Joy's problem? say. But they say it's a bad thing for the following reason. I, we, I obviously didn't clip the whole thing. Believe me, this was a huge <laughs> segment. Right. And this guy who wrote this article is very sheepish, <laughs> but. There was a, they concluded it was a bad thing because instead of putting the effort that men have to put out to get any, as it were, in the in the wild, uh, you know, by going to bars, uh, they now just jerk off uh -huh. and then they then they're done with it and they don't care about anything according to these people. And the, you know, but it's not like that. You know, you can't go to bars anymore because if you have two drinks, you're elite. You you can't drive. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is soon going. You're going to be a sex predator. You're going to be a registered sex offender for whacking off in your cub cubicle. Watch. They always test stuff on Bayhard, John. We've we've we know this. This is a setup to something. This is a setup to okay. Yeah, these these men on. masturbating it's, way too it's up five hundred percent. Study shows this is not good. You know this is they're psychotic. This leads to child molestation or something like that. You, no, I guarantee be, you, you're probably right. Yeah. It's horrible. But that story led me to that led to another story, which I thought was kind of interesting, which is one we haven't explored in the show the last couple of times, and I, I'm not sure why, but we, I guess, jointly decided not to talk about it for some reason. It's the Chris Lee uh, situation where he sends a picture of himself just basically without a shirt on. Yeah, well, and with a, an offensive pose, because anyone who who does that like muscle pose, that's lame. I mean, let's, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, that was like that was yeah, that was lame. Right. It's very lame, and it's a picture, a self-shot picture in the bathroom because you're yeah. holding the camera. I mean, you've seen this picture a million times, and it says to this woman who he, he, here's I find I said do a little research, and I've concluded this guy was set up, and yeah. I don't know who this woman this yet yet ye, whatever her name is here. Play the the clip the Callahan clip at the bottom of the list, and we'll catch up to. The I don't story. see. I'm looking for it. Uh, Callahan. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Who is Aisha Callahan and what have you learned about her? Aisha Callahan is a single mother, a 34-year-old professional. She's a faculty specialist at University of Maryland University College. She's a blogger. She's apparently blogger. very attractive. Uh, striking because she is so tall and pretty. Meanwhile, the disgraced congressman is reported to be in seclusion in Florida at his millionaire father's sprawling estate. A special election will be called to fill the now empty congressional seat. She helped launch. Huh. Okay, so, okay, so, so this woman, set up. He was set up. Aisha Callahan. I, I found her blog finally. She's not. I don't know how attractive she is. She looks like Tracy Jordan. To She's be honest, she's a blogger. 
And I don't know. And she she uh, looks like Tracy Jordan from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, no, from, from 30, Thirty Rock. Rock yeah, <laughs> she, she does. That's not attractive. Well, you if you know, look like Tracy she, Jordan, she looks like a dude. Yourself. She looks like a dude. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. She, Tracy Jordan has female characteristics. So anyway, besides the point, she's not, you know, and she's black. And, you know, and this guy, I guess he was, I don't know what the, the whole thing said. She just says she sent the, she got the picture. I don't know how she knew who it was. Because if I had seen this guy's picture, if I was a woman and some guy sent me this picture, well, how would I recognize him as some new congressman? I mean, it's not possible because she's not even in the same area. And she's, she teaches in, at College Park, which is like kind of a JC, to be honest about it. And so she sends the picture immediately to Gawker. Right. Why would she do that? Who, coinci- why, who coincidentally you're, 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 just relaunched their new redesign of all their websites. So here's the question. Now, here's the thing that makes it obviously he was set up because no, I don't care who it is. No woman on the prowl going and especially going to Craigslist or wherever she is, is going to take a picture, especially one that's lame as this. And Elvis out of the blue, send it to 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 Gawker because to be honest about it, she basically is saying to the world, I am never going to get a date again. No, exactly. Because you'll rat me. Yeah, so if, so anyone who knows who this woman is, oh, you're the one who sent them all. I, I, I'm out of here. No guy or girl. This goes on both sides. If you pull that out of the blue for no apparent reason, what was the reason for doing that? What was the reason for doing it? There was no reason. If and the fact now is that she's essentially snake bit. She'll never. Nobody in their right mind would date her unless they. It, she goes up and says, "Well, you know, I did this because I was paid to do it, or whatever." There's something fishy about the story. I don't know why they wanted to get rid of this guy. I don't know who wanted to get rid of him. But this is good intelligence agency stuff. But there's a, there's and obviously no follow up because we're all way too there's busy. There's no follow up. In fact, it was only this report when I first heard the woman's name. And this was on Inside Edition. The regular media never said who it was. All they did was kept showing the picture and making jokes. Yeah, well, that's that's you have to, if you embarrass somebody, then they're gone. They're out of the out of the picture. That's how it works. So anyway, I, I would I would look at uh, his uh, millionaire daddy to get some of the info. Quite honestly, yeah, I, I did, I'm, we, I'm just not that interested. I'm not either, but I decided to follow a little bit because it just seemed like a phony deal from the beginning. No, and and what really bothers me is nobody seems to do, do want to do any follow up about this guy. He's a, he's a congressman. This is not a you know local you know mayor or anything. Right. It's a big deal, but you know nobody seems to care. But it's obviously a phony, baloney, fishy deal. It's and for some reason that we could probably uh, uncover if we spend I'm like sure, you ten know, th- minutes. This, this would be a good one for the uh, no agenda producers. They'll uncover it. They'll figure it out. They'll get they'll get the info to us. We don't even have to do anything. This will this will right. be well, you this will be found out within minutes. Well, we're kind of on the uh, the sexual tip just a little bit. Um, the vaccine industry is ever expanding now. It's just it's just going out of control, particularly the Gardasil. So um, they are really pushing this Gardasil. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. United United Nations Foundations uh, director is now putting a, talking about putting a global vaccines campaign in place. Um, Gitmo Nation East doctors demand schoolgirls be vaccinated against genital warts. Uh, so there are 40 different kinds of uh, HPV, um, and the vaccine does not protect against all of them. So it, it's a scam. Now, y- there are many ways you can treat HPV. 
and they and it does not necessarily lead to ovarian cancer. But the thing that gets me is now they're going after gay men uh, with not one but two articles. Uh, uh, the first one in the Advocate, and uh, another one. Actually, it's a blog, the Adam for Adam blog, uh, another uh, gay blog. Um, and both of them are talking about. <laughs> So, so <laughs> this kills me. So um, obviously they've gotten the press release. They may even be paid by the industry. The doctors are getting paid for sure. Um, but you know, women in order, you know, it's good practice to get a uh, uh, a Pap smear test. You know, it's it's very simple. It's very uh, your insurance will pay for it. You know, did just a little swab there, and then they uh, check that and see if there's anything going on. And uh, in, in most cases, I'm not a medical doctor, but in most cases, if you have a version of HPV, it can get dealt with. You don't need to take a vaccine. It's smart and a good practice anyway to um, have a swab taken uh, as a pap smear. Well, the new thing, John, which you and I should definitely sign up for, is the anal pap smear. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ow. <laughs> ah. The anal pap smear. We all need to have it. Anal pap smear. Chances are you have, have had, or will get HPV. Woo! At least 50%. Really? It says that in the article? Oh, yeah. Huh. In both articles. This is, this is what's so oh, crazy. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Probably word for word. Of course it is. Human papillomavirus. I wish I could pronounce that. Papillomavirus, HPV, can lead to anal, rectal, lip, throat, and esophageal cancers. So get tested. Men should request the anal pap smear test. And people of all ages should get the Gardasil vaccination. <laughs> Women should start getting a vaginal pap smear test within three years of becoming sexually active or by age 21, then every two years. True. This test can help find abnormalities in the cervix before cervical cancer develops. True. HIV-positive women should be screened more often. 40s and 50s. All women over 40 should have annual mammogram. Oh, and it goes on. But anyway, uh, men should have the anal pap smear test. It's a new test brought to you by Nabisco. <laughs> now from Mattel batteries not included yeah it's just it, it is really unbelievable that uh, th- just they have no I scruples the way they pl- I love the way they plant these stories uh, I've got a planted actually I got a couple planted stories but there's this I got this, the, the best planted story of the week was and and after the story after this runs you tell me what do you think why maybe in a million years would they plant a story like this chocolate BS story if you can run that dark chocolate oh let's talk about that that could be better for you it turns out than a glass of fruit juice because cocoa powder has more antioxidants than super fruits like you know blueberries or cranberries that's from scientists at Hershey's who say <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) The cocoa seeds should be considered a fruit as well. They also say that they only studied natural cocoa. The processed stuff might not have the same effects. You know, it's so unbelievable that the chocolate (laughs) manufacturer can release a study about how their own product is better than fruits and berries. (laughs) And then for the news, say, wow, it's amazing. The science is in. It's a scientific breakthrough. And I guarantee you, you'll hear someone go, hey, you know, I hear that it's better to have some chocolate than a a berry. (laughs) Unbelievable. This is news, people. And you wonder why we have half a million people listening to us. You wonder why. (laughs) It's not that hard. This is news. Well, they they found out a while back, uh, maybe it was just two months, that... uh, all these uh, cereals that say that they've got blueberries 
It's like no blueberry. It's like corn. Yeah, it's like some, some paint, chunk of some guy's some chemical. It's a chunk of uh, spectrum <laughs> with with a little bit of corn blue and uh, color. and blue paint on it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, there is some actual food issues uh, up in uh, your family's neck of the woods, John. Which uh, this report coming from uh, Portland, I thought we would uh, look at the uh, what's happening there with food because we have. Uh, had major storms and uh, and freezes and electricity going out and crazy stuff and global warming. We're all going to die, and food is very, very expensive. And I'm Tracy Berry. First at 6 tonight, get ready to pay double, maybe even triple the price for fresh produce in the coming weeks. The worst freeze in 60 years has decimated crops in Mexico and the southwestern U.S. News Channel 8's Wayne Haverly is looking into produce prices that seem to be rising by the hour, Wayne. Yeah, not only are these prices skyrocketing, there is a very good chance that supplies of items like these Roma tomatoes and asparagus might not be available at any price, at least for a while. What's going on with produce prices? We've had a double and triple, and uh, the consumer comes in here and, and looks at the price. Um, it's, it's a little shock to them. The problem started less than a week ago when our nation was focusing on the Super Bowl and those sheets of ice falling. Yeah, that's right. While you all weren't looking, <laughs> while you and they're literally saying it, while you weren't looking, we jacked the prices up. Falling from Texas Stadium, farmers throughout northern Mexico and the southwestern U.S. experienced unprecedented crop losses. Now devastation that seems so far away is impacting all of us. Increase, increase, increase. Roma tomatoes have more than doubled in price since Thursday. Zucchini has tripled. Shoppers like Sylvia Armenta can't believe what she's seeing. Yeah, because my money is not doubled and not tripled, you know. I need to buy everything for my son and my baby and my husband. And These are just current price changes. That All right, so, of course, the whole thing is devastating. Who's this woman? Why did they bring somebody off? Why did they keep doing these people on the street? <laughs> she was in the, Well, she's not in the street. She's in the supermarket. You can't understand her. Yeah, she did. And she said, like she said my, my salary not double, no triple. That's what she said. Well, so, of course, uh, we had horrible storms, uh, which were all predicted, by the way. If you didn't listen to the global warming uh, people and you just had some common sense, uh, that we're in a, in a double uh, El Nino is when this stuff happens. But, of course, that's not on the news at all. No one's covering El Nino. It's all global warming and the freezer in the Arctic. It's the freezer in the Arctic is warming. Someone left the, someone left the door open. And that's why it's so cold. How come if you cold. left the door open in the Arctic and the, it, to let the snow in, how come it somehow went right past California and then all of a sudden landed in Arizona? Does yeah. that make sense to anybody? Because Nancy Pelosi lives here. She, she doesn't want to have to put on a fur coat. Yeah. You're not going to let that happen. So, of course, this is all known. And then simultaneously, and this is what it's all for, really, simultaneously, we've got our friends. Monsanto. And they are saying, hey, Mexico, Mexico, I think you should uh, reevaluate the uh, GMO corn we've been talking about that you put on hold now that all your crops are gone. This is exactly what it is. European Union. Also quite chilly there at the moment. European Union, all kinds of genetically engineered foods coming in. It's coming, people. You can't stop it. Uh, the elites at the top are allowing it in. It's happening here in the United States. It's happening everywhere. Genetically modified. Mons- buy your Monsanto stocks now. You will, you'll die, but at least you'll die wealthier than you are today. Because you've yeah. been eating this crap. It's unbelievable. It is, it's so blatantly obvious. Oh, what a surprise. 
food is more expensive. Frost resistant. There'll be a, there's probably some. Yeah, fro- yeah. We should look that up. Look for frost, frost resistant, resistant seeds. Monsanto. Google that. Monsanto. Yeah. Frost resistant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, they came out with a frost resistant strawberry. Apparently, there's a gene that's that where the plant says, "Eh, I can deal with this," and it, it makes it go through a frost without having any problems. All right, I'm googling it right now. Frost resistant plant gene. Google that. Wow. So on the subject, yeah, of he, he, so you re, so realize if you're eating a frost resistant tomato, wow. For, uh, for, yeah, you're not kidding, John. It's like tons of it here. I told you, frost resistant Monsanto. That's the that's the term. Oh my gosh, these guys are genius. They're amazing. They are. <laughs> I wonder. How, it's a tasty little frost resistant tomato. I'm sure it tastes like crap. <laughs> wow. Wow, nailed that one, Johnny. Oh, my so, God. Uh, Points for the, that. Uh, follow up to the Golden Voice. I, I, there's oh, this I, woman I, that... Don't take me back to real news again. No, no, no. This isn't real news. This is about the Fort Hood shooter. Oh, okay. Good. So I want to remind people to, to donate to our show because we don't do what we, what you're about to listen to, which is to just cut off the conversation because we got to take a break. Yeah. We'll be right back after these words from Boeing. So uh, this is interesting. There's a couple of tidbits in here. There's this weekend show called Judge Janine, and there's this hard-assed. You know, you should. You know, I would recommend watching porn instead of Judge Janine. Judge, <laughs> Judge Janine is on Fox, and she's like Judge Napolitano. They got a lot of judges all of a sudden yeah, on Fox. Yeah. But these aren't aren't judges that do the phony judge thing. They're, they're they just keep reminding you they're judges and they're they're talk show hosts. And Judge Janine's this hard ass, and she just, like, drives through everything. Hey, you're full of crap. Okay. Let's take a break. Anyway, there's a couple interesting little tidbits in here, but then she cuts off the the conversation at the end saying, yeah, you suck, and basically kills it. But it's it's from the – she's talking to the lawyer for the Fort Hood shooter. Mm -hmm. you got to tell me which clip to play, honey. Uh, The one that says Judge Janine. Yeah, if I had that, I'd play it. It says, follow up to Golden Voice with Judge Janine. Oh, that one. And they, like me, are still without much of the relevant evidence associated no, with this no, case. No, that's not the issue. I mean, look, psychiatrists do it all the time in murder cases. One last question. We've got to wrap it up here. Do you think that your client can get a fair trial? Never. Not, not, at, Fort, not at Fort Hood. Under the circumstances that, we, uh, that currently exist there, there's absolutely no way. Uh, you know, let me just interrupt this for a second. Um, I watched an excellent documentary uh, this past week called Ground Truth. And uh, actually, I met the woman who, uh, who produced it, and she, got, she made like no Documentaries never make money, but she actually got like all kinds of tax problems. She's a really nice, really nice lady. And it was about really uh, about post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, the more I, uh, I hear the story about Fort Hood, the more I can understand that it's, you could have, I think you could have pre-traumatic stress disorder. These I mean, our military, our our dudes are screwed, man. It's like you can just be listening to these guys' stories and you'll want to go hang yourself. So this Fort Fort Hood thing is like terrorism, uh, jihad, crap. 
the, our military is in deep, deep psychological trouble. Anyway. I mean, just several weeks ago, they uh, raided his cell and seized uh, well over 155 legal documents that have yet to be returned to me that were privileged. He's he's housed in an, in a uh, facility where they haven't even attended to his Do you think, his, let me, let me ask you this, because we have to wrap it up. Look, he can, <laughs> shut up, slave. Wow. He can't a bank. He Do can't you even think get, that he uh, should have been reported by the uh, military for the statements that he was making about, uh, you know, his holding uh, Alaki, a terrorist, in, in, his, in high esteem? Let me tell you, Mr. Alawaki, like my client, have their history being revised by the government. Mr. Alawaki was a guest invitee at a luncheon yes. at the Pentagon. Hello. None of your speakers nor the Senate report addressed that. He was invited as a guest speaker to a luncheon in the Pentagon. And yeah, I'm telling you, what? he's been calling for he, the murders of, of he, Americans. Anyway, listen. guys, <laughs> I'd like to go on with this, and I have to wrap it up. I want to thank you. And how many times have we told you that on this show? Twenty. <laughs> but we don't cut you off. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. We gotta go. We're done. Yeah, and and, and Alawaki is now the top guy, right? Osama bin Laden no longer important. No, we gotta get a bomb. That's because he's easier. Because he's obviously he's alive. Alawaki is still alive. Yeah, he's alive. We get this is Obama phony baloney deal <laughs> or Obama. I'm sorry, Osama. Whoops. Oops. Oops. Yeah, uh, Osama. This Osama <laughs> thing is is they can't they can't sustain it. Wow, that's that's um, yeah. Nothing. By the way, it was Fox News that reported that, which is the crazy thing. Fox well, News was the first one to report that Anwar Awalaki uh, was this. I didn't. I didn't know. I know he was at a lunch. And I didn't even know he was a guest speaker. He was at a lunch. He's American, by the way. Yeah, from he's, Arizona. Yeah, he's an American, yeah. and uh, that he was a guest speaker at uh, at the Pentagon after nine eleven. Well, here's another little tidbit. That, <laughs> no kidding. I'm, I'm so, this this kills me. How come we don't have a million dollars in donations? If you want real news, this is the place, people. So here's a. Yeah, I know. In fact, I, I do have a comment about that. We should actually are way low. So let's try play. Uh, play. Here's another thing that was on. I got the guy's name here. Some ex FBI guy was on. Uh, oh, I, I I think I have the same clip. David Williams, former FBI agent. This is a uh, uh, he's blathering on, and this was at the uh, Enterprise. This is a C-SPAN thing I picked up, and he's talking about uh, homegrown terror. And again, Elawaki comes into the picture, but play yeah. this homegrown yeah. terror. I think I have exactly the same clip. Boss to them, they inspire them and they train them. I mean, are there more threats out there? More ticking time bombs that we. Time bombs. You have to worry about now. We suspect there probably are more ticking time bombs. And ticking time bombs. It's the new one, John. Ticking time bombs. Ticking Actually, time this bombs. is, I think, of Judge Janine again. In fact, radicalization of the population, whether in the United States or elsewhere, is a growing problem. Radicalization of the population. That's right. That's right. The ticking time. Ticking bomb. time bomb. Ida has been forced to change and adapt following 9/11. They have done so, and what the way they have done that is doing things by the internet and doing things where they can get people to commit actions in the name of the spiritual guy. In particular, and, because Alaki is a, a native English speaker, and that he's an American. Native. He's a native English speaker. Hmm. That opens up a whole new market of jihadists to become terrorists. It's a growth market, I tell you. <laughs> All right, right. National born in the United States. I mean, <laughs> let me play my, a little bit of my clip. It's actually it was it's more an end of show clip. Uh, we'll play this until you can't take it anymore. 
But you, anyway. you shouldn't do well, that to me because I love we'll, most of these clips. Oh, good. We'll be a who's who of America's top spies in about 40. 40- so this is like this is a spy convention. Oh, spy versus me. spy. Spy convention. And they get a couple of spies on to talk about what's happening. Five minutes, the nation's leading intelligence officials will gather for the annual worldwide threat hearing. Worldwide threat hearing. John, how can we never get invited to the cool stuff? Worldwide threat hearing. <laughs> how can we never get invited to the good shows? Laying out the biggest threats to American interests at home and overseas. Set to testify the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, the director of the CIA, Leon Panetta. James Clapper, that's the guy who didn't know there was something going on in England, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that guy. What? What happened? <laughs> the guy's left completely out of the loop. <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah, to, to, no intelligence agency had be, worth his salt will ever talk to this guy. No, that's, that's why he's a guest speaker. And national... Ca- Soon-to-be Al-Qaeda member. You watch. Counterterrorism Center Director Michael Leiter. And if the past is any indication, there will be news from this hearing. Yesterday, Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano said the U.S. terror threat may be at its highest since the 9-11 attacks. Mm. And another topic intel official said osama bin laden is no longer the nation's number one threat <gasps> no Ooh. osama bin laden no longer number one threat oh. sorry hit the wrong button let me try that again osama bin laden no longer nation's number one threat that I think distinct- the pounding drums would be good after that <laughs> but i have to okay i'll try it that's what don't you know to do osama bin laden no longer the number one threat to the nation Next, Geraldo. ...moves to Anwar al-Awlaki, the English-speaking cleric. English-speaking cleric. This is great. He's American. He's American. He's American. In Yemen. I actually consider um, al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula with al-Awlaki as a leader within that organization um, probably the most significant risk to the U.S. homeland. Oh. I love the little... The little... Joining us live from Capitol Hill is a former FBI agent and chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the House, Republican Congressman Mike Rogers, and the committee's ranking Democrat, Congressman Dutch Ruppersberger. Gentlemen, welcome to you both. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Let's talk about some of the headlines we just got yesterday. Uh, I think some people may be surprised to hear that Osama bin Laden, in the view of Michael Leiter, is not public enemy number one. It's Anwar al-Awlaki. Do you agree with that assessment? Do you expect to hear that from the other intelligence officials and explain why <laughs> i love this this, this, is, is, this is so stupid it, well this is mar- this is marketing john this is if you want to know what marketing is you get some former fbi guy i mean you have to get an expert so a former you know person expert it's the same whether you're selling uh, monsanto uh, frost proof tomatoes or whether you're selling anwar al-alaki the english-speaking uh, al-qaeda leader uh, in yemen on the Arabian Peninsula dot com, it's the same technique, and this is exactly what's happening. Well, so, what do you think they're going to say? Well, let's listen in. Well, I, I do believe that it's a little bit subjective, but Al Qaeda is clearly a threat. And what we found is the merging of certain Al Qaeda elements, uh, the Al Qaeda in the Maghreb, the Al Qaeda in the <laughs> Arabian Peninsula, uh, and Osama bin Laden's. <laughs> Osama bin Laden's. The guy can't, the guy can't even say it. Osama bin Laden's. What's the Al Qaeda in Maghreb? That's a new one to me. <coughs> Maghreb. I don't know. He said Maghreb. 
Well, Maghreb, yeah, Maghreb. Maghreb. And, now, and the LGBTQ uh, area in Afghanistan and Pakistan all together is the single greatest threat. And personalities are going to rise and fall in that organization. That's the point. Personalities are going to rise and fall. What are we listening to? Star Search? What are we doing here? <laughs> well, so personalities will, will rise and fall uh, because we, we just have to put in a, a new face. You know, from time to time, we've got to freshen it up a bit. It's like MTV used to do. Bring in some new VJs. Yeah, so get get rid of that Osama guy. He's dead anyway. We we'll bring in the we'll call it the uh, the English speaking. We can't one. catch him. Yeah, <laughs> but the organization itself poses that serious threat. Congressman uh, Ruppersberger, I know. I, I imagine one of the questions you guys may have is, okay, if Yemen and Al Alawi is the number one threat right now to the United States, what does that mean for our resources? How should U.S. administration resources been? You know, when it was Afghanistan, we moved a ton of resources there. Do we have enough resources on the ground? Good question. Uh, dealing with this, huh? This oh. threat in Yemen. Clearly, the best defense against terrorism uh, is intelligence, and it's extremely important that we continue <laughs> uh, we to give the resources money. to all of yep. our intelligence agencies. As far as uh, the Yemen issue, uh, Yemen is a place where al-Qaeda uh, has a safe haven, where they can train, uh, and where they can <laughs> do what they're attempting to do. No. What are they attempting to do? Oh, I'm sorry. He Take may be over the world. Yeah. My concern is the homeland, and I think that what uh, Leiter said yesterday is very relevant and important because uh, Amwar Alaki is American. He understands what? our way. Amwar Halaki? A- Anwar Al Alaki. He said he it though. Said Amwar Halaki. Yeah. Well, he, he also said uh, Osama bin Laden's. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's on drugs, but he's also he does say though he's American. It's the first time I've actually heard someone admit it. He's American. He's, He's recruiting and using all of the social media to recruit ah, homegrown terrorists. Social Twitter. media. He's, it's like, let me just tweet something. Hey, want to blow something up? We're all be here's, radicalized. Here's my tweet. Hey, you want to blow something up? Do you want to be... radicalization of the American public. <laughs> retweet by for... By this idiot. Retweet for radicalization. Wait, how dumb do they think the public is? <laughs> yeah, This is like stupid. insulting. Yeah. Everything we've been playing for the last 10 or 15 minutes is insulting to the American public. They're assuming that everybody's a bunch of idiots, that they'll, they'll at the drop of a hat, will become radicalized, and they give a crap about this, this joker, who's obviously a stooge for somebody, and where Alolaki, Salaki, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> this is really insulting. Yeah, of course it is. But that's what they do. And, you know, it's but it's no more or less insulting than the... Than that whole speech at the Super Bowl, that's insult. It's all insulting but because I think you know what, John. We deserve no better. For for centuries and centuries, the elites have ruled the plebs, right? And and we and eventually we kind of started to stand up and say, "Hey, screw you!" And we had revolutions, and in France we chopped some people's heads off. And then the elites went, "Well, you know what? Maybe we should uh, do this a little differently. We'll just mind control them. We'll do it uh, at television. Yeah, this is really good." And so they just, you know, they keep pumping this at us. It's so hard. You know, I have a hard time sometimes going out in public because it's just so tiring because we spend all of our time helping people understand the truth on the show. And then I go out and just want to have a, a glass of wine and chill out and laugh a little bit. And then I hear people say things like, oh, geez. Oh, please. I actually, and Mickey will look at me and she'll go like, shut up. Don't. Shut up. <laughs> I know shut you hear it all up. the time. In fact, and it's when a debate breaks out oh. you know, nearby, that's, they're all saying, well, I think that we had one in the office the other day. Oh, geez. Uh, 
about high-speed rail. Oh, woo-woo. And these guys were going on and on about high-speed rail and how great it's going to be to get to L.A. in two hours and all this. And I'm thinking, none of these guys <laughs> ever go to L.A. now. <laughs> I Why th- are they going to go on a high-speed rail? Uh, so what I tend to do is I tend to turn the conversation towards the anal pap smear. And that, and that, you, go. that usually stops everything dead in its tracks. It's like, hey, high-speed rail, this is great. Hey, did you get your anal pap smear yet? <laughs> and people go, what? Say, yeah, man. You got to get your Gardasil. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's sad. And I just wonder, you know, the, the riots in Egypt, the, uh, I'm sorry, uprising in Egypt was um you know partially because of the the imported wheat and the so the flour prices went skyrocket it was a few it was a food riot essentially a food and jobs riot and i just wonder if we have any chance whatsoever of having anything like that happen here if, no. if it yeah I, i'm this is it i'm so sad you know well i don't want to see a food riot well if we're hungry <laughs> well but we're not hungry that's the point we're not going to have a food riot. Nobody cares about the government. We'll be taxed to death. That's probably going to happen. Nobody seems to care about that. In fact, a whole group of the whole sub-segment, this has always killed me for the last 50 years. A whole When I was a little kid, the whole sub-segment of the public wants higher taxes. They keep saying, oh, I think the taxes should go up. What are you, crazy? <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Mind-controlled slaves say that. I mean, who says the taxes should go up? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, we're in debt. we got to raise taxes. What? No, we don't. I had a friend, um, he still is my friend, uh, Ben Cohen. Uh, and he uh, had a couple of small restaurants in Amsterdam. He got really screwed by the tax uh, people at a certain point, probably justified. Uh, but, I, but I'll never forget, I was, I was much, much younger, like 20 and uh, and he was uh, older. He's from uh, Israel. And uh, and I remember when when Bush Senior um, got elected president. I'm like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. And then he laid into me, and I didn't get it at the time. He's like, these guys are crooks. You know, he's the biggest oil guy in the world. It's all about oil. I'm like, yeah, whatever, Ben. You know, you're from the desert, man. Shut up. But now I'm just seeing it. You know, <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, you know, it's all so true. And everything everything is so we're such little people. Such unimportant little... St- we, we mean nothing to them. We absolutely mean... No- and Clinton, Bush, Obama. We mean nothing to them. And you get this uh, Hosni Mubarak. Mubarak. You got to say it right to sound... Uh, if you want to sound credible, you Israel and Mubarak. Tahrir. And by the way, you noticed that uh, Liberation Square pretty quickly went back to Tahrir. Did you notice that shift? It goes back and forth. No, I, yeah. they're not saying liberation anymore. No, 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 no. 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 They got rid of that really quickly. Because they were trying to connect it to uh, Tiananmen Square. Because it kind of sounds... Tahrir, Tiananmen. Kind of sa- sounds Maybe. the same. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. So, you know, there's, just, there's like 50,000 people there. Yeah, big deal. And we've got a hero uh, who immediately got kicked out of Google. Yeah, he's on leave of absence. <laughs> uh, while Gonim. And uh, who tweeted, by the way, Wait for my book, Revolution 2.0. Oh, please. Yeah. So the CNN had an exclusive interview with him. Have you seen this guy? Did you see the interview? I've seen him. He's a douchebag. But they're saying he's he's the face of the revolution. He did it. And this guy, he's sitting there like, Revolution 2.0. Yeah, we planned it this way. We used the internet. Bull crap. 
<laughs> Total bull crap. Bull crap. I mean, it's a nice myth. Jeez. Really is. So, you know, the other thing that came up in this in the conversation, in the fallout of all this, is Mubarak's billions. Yeah, the 70 billion that's in the UK, not Switzerland. What a joke. That's the thing that I was, you know, and by the way, why would the Swiss ever say, well, we're looking into it. We're going to freeze all his accounts. It's, even Kevin the Blade, my intern, said that. He said, isn't that, why would Switzerland do that? Wouldn't everyone be like, hey, wait a minute, get my money out of Switzerland if, if they're going to do that? I think it was planted propaganda I don't think, to yeah, keep I people agree. from putting their money in this, to send it over to Switzerland. Because the Swiss are very, they have their very, you know, kind of, they have their very rigid rules about what they do. You give them the money, and as long as it's not <clears throat> part of a criminal enterprise that's been proven to be a criminal enterprise, they are... Sh- Mum about it. Yeah, but notice, keep- notice there was no bank who said we're, we're freezing his accounts. It was the government. Yeah, that, yeah, we'll take care of that. It's all frozen. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Horsey Mubarak. No service for you. Yeah, no, that's bogus. Yeah, and his money is in... And nobody followed up on that story, on that bull crap. No, um, immediately, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, hey, Switzerland uh, froze his assets. It's all in the UK. His sons set up... Sh- they, they were like, had hedge funds in Britain. N- notice... Cameron is not up there going, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. He's like, shut up, man. The guy's got $70 billion in the banks here. We don't want him taking it out. They all live there. They all got houses there. Please. Britain's completely complicit in this. Completely. That's why Obama is you know, like, well, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, it's good. Get rid of this guy. Do whatever. Hey, change. It's good. You got no money in our banks. Doesn't care. He's got, he's got he's no, uh, no dog in the hunt. Exactly. So to speak. No dog in the hunt. Oh, the other boy. thing is, there's another discrepant story that came out. And I hate to, like I said, I think this Egypt story is boring, but it's interesting to deconstruct some of it. Is that there were two parallel storylines about the day after Mubarak quit. One story was there was a worse riots. They, yeah. they killed that one because it wasn't getting any traction. They had no so pictures. They, the pictures were no good. Well, they had pictures. I saw some pictures that looked pretty nasty, but who knows? This could be B-roll from a movie set, for all we know. <laughs> from, we uh, know let it. me think. Wag the dog? And so they have, so they show, oh, it's worse than it before because they're really, you know, they don't want the, the military, right, whatever. They, they killed that storyline and went to the, ooh, the protesters are now cleaning up the plaza. And they show yeah. a bunch of people going on the statues and cleaning the pigeon shit off and <laughs> scrubbing down the nose of the lion and all this stuff. It's like, so that's the storyline. We're going to go with that one because the public seems to like that idea. Oh, it's real time. It's completely in real time. They're like, okay, how's it going? Look at the ratings. Uh, twisted a little bit. Uh, Pierce, 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 no guests tonight. You're anchoring. Nah, it's it, it, the whole thing is made for television, and I'm telling you, they had to wrap it up before the Grammy Awards on Sunday. Today, oh, absolutely, and they did wrap it up. People, wrap it up. Today's the Grammy Awards. The whole thing's done. Yeah, we're, we're we back to, to wrap we got it up. the Grammys. Yeah, we got the Grammys. Wrap it up, people. Wrap it up. Okay, quick uh, uh, trip around uh, Gitmo just to give you a couple of headlines here. Uh, the White House is releasing, uh, and this is crazy. What did what did that what, that website cost again, John? That uh, Eighty-eight million dollars. No, I think it was eighteen. Oh, eighteen million dollars to do a website. Yeah, so Drupal. Yeah, and so now they're releasing their source code. They're giving back to the community. Eighteen. Oh, really? mi- yeah. Well, let's get it. Yeah. No, you can download. I got it. a couple. We got a couple of Drupal guys out there that'll yeah. help us. We can yeah. do an exact clone of the website. Yeah. And he can cost it out. The guy can cost it out. And yeah. find it's One guy like- could do this. Eighteen million dollars. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy. 
So uh, a link in the show notes at noagendashow.com. Show notes outstanding again, by the way. There's so much news all categorized, and we're building that out. That's all a part of what you get for your giving and your uh, sincere, heartfelt uh, uh, donations to the show. Yeah, we really appreciate it, and we need uh, we need to continue getting these donations. And we did, we have we also missed out on a couple of things. We missed out on the Valentine's Day gimmick. We yeah. could have gone with that. Yeah, well, that's your I fault. Have a, I have a clip here, uh, which is another thing we kind of missed out on, but we can kind of like encourage it because we still have a couple days left. Play eleven, 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 baby. Apparently, a lot of people are asking how they can have a baby on November 11th so that the birthday would be 11-11-11. Well, stop whacking off in your cubicle. That would be a good start. A leading fertility expert says the best day to make that baby is February 18th. But Valentine's Day could also work some magic for you, too, if you're thinking about it. And he also says forget some myths like eating certain foods. That doesn't work. Like Monsanto tomatoes. So February 18th, which is coming up, people can be uh, having sex, you know, thinking of having us, having sex and having an 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 baby, thinking of Adam and John having sex. It's a perfect combination. Um, Gibbo Nation Lowlands, they now have uh, DNA spray installations in neighborhoods. What? Yeah. So if you um, let me uh, pull up the. Uh, up the article here i've heard about this but i and now there's actually an english uh uh report about this uh so um several residents in uh, an area of gitmo nation lowlands uh, received a letter this is translated dear resident dear resident to reduce the number of holdups the shopping streets in the west will be equipped with dna spray installations from january 2011 onwards the dna spray is an extra means uh next to the camera surveillance which district west has installed an effort to improve the safety in our shopping area. So what happens is, and there's even signs, uh, area protected by DNA spray. So What? <laughs> yeah, it's DNA what spray. What does this even mean? So if, um, well, here it is, procedure is simple. During a holdup, a nebula of invisible liquid with the synthetic DNA code is spread in the space. The liquid attaches itself to the clothes and skin of the perpetrator and cannot simply be washed off. DNA spray is practically invisible to the human eye, but lights up under UV light on CSI Miami. Suspect with traces, suspects with traces of DNA spray are easily traceable to the scene of the crime for the police. How cool is that? That's, that's the biggest Gitmo thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> so you're just walking around and just, and we'll just spray some stuff in this guy in case we need to catch him later. We can always prove he was there because we sprayed him with DNA. That's pretty heavy. I Wait think. a minute. Are you telling me that they're just randomly spraying this stuff in certain areas for some so. reason? Yeah. Does the DNA have time codes on it? Does it last forever? I mean, what if it's five it's years not, from now? You, some, you can't easily wash it off. Yeah, but that's great. That means five years from now, I, they blast me and say, well, we just sprayed this stuff last week. No, you sprayed it five years ago. No, no, it's still there. Can't wash it off. I mean, this Abort doesn't make any... There's crap. something wrong with this picture. Well, this is what it is. This is a piece of information. Listen to it. No, this is what it is. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. It's what it is. No, there's nothing missing. There's nothing missing. No, this they're is crazy. in Holland? This is in Holland. It's like crazy there, man. This, people think they're free and, and liberated in Holland. They're the most suppressed slaves in the world. Well, they sure... Yeah, it's crazy. Gibbo Nation down under, car rental companies tracking travelers with GPS devices. Just a little setup to get you used to it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Gimbal Nation Stinky Harry. Now, you know what they're, by the way, you know what they're, one of the reasons besides the tracking? Uh-huh. Is they're going to use that against you because if you read the contract, which nobody will read. Yeah, it's that you were speeding. Yeah, and they'll charge you extra. for speeding. Yep, extra. I know. That's yeah, horrible. That's just, but it's just to get you used to having it in your own personal car. It'll be very normal, very normal soon. Uh, Gimbal Nation Stinky Herring, uh, which is Denmark. The uh, so two things happening there, very interesting. One is the prime minister is saying, "Hey, you know, we should have a referendum about this euro thing. We might want to step out," which I think is very good, very mature. Uh, but that's the prime minister. Meanwhile, the finance minister is saying, "Well, in order to do that, we need to go to a forty-eight hour work week." <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, really. Where's the logic in that uh, commentary? Well, well, what do you mean? It's like we got to we got to jack up our productivity. Forty eight hour work week. <laughs> like, what are we napping for humanity there? I don't know, man. I don't know. This is crazy. Everyone's crazy. Um, the uh, women of Italia are uh, holding anti Berlusconi demonstrations in Gitmo Nation Pasta. They are very angry, but they they are still doing the wrong thing. They're trying to. They're throwing underwear, which is dumb, as you pointed out, John. Uh, it has no reach, no distance. Uh, it should be shoes. Yeah, you had to put a rock in the underwear. Yeah. How about just pumps? Throw your pumps at the guy if you really want to make an impact, and that would be funny and cool. We'd have something to talk about. Gitmo Nation East, uh, Southampton's tap water now to be fluoridated. Guess you were getting too uppity there, you slaves. So we're going to fluoridate you to bring you down a little bit. Um, but something else very crazy is happening uh so um i should have brought this up during the porn conversation thousands of people around the uk were sent letters from a law firm who were saying okay uh we tracked your ip address you downloaded this uh, porn movie which was copyrighted even though it's gone free according to joy behar uh so either uh we take you to court and embarrass you uh, for downloading this porn movie, or uh, you can buy it off with a 495-pound fee. And uh, How is this not extortion? It's exactly what it is, is extortion. And this is where it's all headed. Because this is how it works. This, this is what, this, so we've all fought so hard against copyright, um, you know, overbearing copyright law, and now it's going to be, hey, you downloaded this song, uh, either you come and fight it in court, at great expense, which you'll probably lose, or just pay us a thousand dollars now, and it'll go away. This is what this is the new this is the new normal. Just to bring up another meme. Well, the RIAA has been kind of doing this, but now, but to do it with porn is crazy. Well, it makes it easier. They figured of course. some people they started to fight the RIAA, and some people have been winning, and so it's been like, oh, this isn't working. Exactly. So what else? Can, well, they're not going to fight porn so much because it will embarrass them that they downloaded the porn in the first place, even if they exactly. didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what's what's going to happen. And you should fight it. You should be proud. Say, so, yeah, I downloaded that porn. I'm part of the 500%. Uh, let me see. Um... Any 33s? Yeah, we do have some magic numbers. Hold on. Got those. Um, 33 Senate seats will be on the ballot for 2012. Uh, 33 recruits martyred in suicide hit. What was that? Huh. Yeah, nothing really good this week. Where was the 30? Where were the 33 Marda- Mardon? I don't Mardon. know. Mardon. Mardon. Is that. Uh, let me see. Mardon. I don't know where Mardan is. Oh, it's uh, Pakistan. Oh, that's code. 
Yeah, of course it's code. Uh, but nothing, nothing as good as the Microsoft 33 holes plug. That was that was too genius. That was just beautiful. Um, I do have. Um, what was it? we had something in China? No, uh, we did Lowlands. We had jewelry. No, no, I think that's kind of it. I mean, there's tons of stuff in the in the links, uh, uh, the show notes uh, at noagendashow.com. I mean, there what was it the. Um, Oh yeah, the World Health Organization, more of the neo-prohibitionist movement, uh, came out with uh, alcohol kills more than AIDS, tuberculosis, and violence. Really? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, according to the World Violence. (laughs) Really? Well, this is a Reuters report. I can read it verbatim for you. Um, Alcohol causes nearly 4% of deaths worldwide, more than AIDS, tuberculosis, or violence, the World Health Organization warned on Friday. That's that crazy woman. Rising incomes have triggered more drinking in heavily populated countries. Really? Uh, right. Where mine ain't rising. No wonder I'm not drunk enough. Worldwide, about 11% of drinkers have weekly heavy episodic drinking occasions with men outnumbering women by four to one. Yeah, and of course this is that crazy Cho woman from the World Health Organization. Anything to just propagate her agenda anything at propagate all. the alcoholism vaccine yes oh which is coming and we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention that the boss uh, head honcho of the international monetary fund uh, who by the way are, uh, are now uh, once again calling for the fourth round of bailouts of greece the fourth <laughs> the fourth round I, so that's underreported oh yeah it's the fourth round and they and they're going to be selling off more pieces of the country actual land they're selling for the bailouts islands yeah, islands. More islands for sale. Mm. Uh, the uh, the IMF boss says once again we need a global currency, and uh, he's again mentioning the SDR, which we've been tracking ever since we started this show. The special drawing rights. This is a uh, Dominic Strauss Kahn, managing director of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, has uh, called again for a new world a new world currency. God, I love that. This is an actual Reuters report. New world currency that would challenge the dominance of the dollar and help curb future financial instability. They really want it all, don't they? Just want it all. So don't say we didn't tell you. Now, of course, if you're listening to Alex Jones, he'll tell you to buy gold and silver. We, on the other hand, just tell you to take it. (laughs) Take it like a man. Take it like a man, everybody. We just tell people to try to understand what's going on, and they'll be a lot more relaxed, and they'll live longer. The uh, and they won't and they'll you know take the media for what it is, which is not much. I, I did run into one crazy, a typical bogus media story. Oh, I'm also run at the end oh, here. I'm sorry. Do you want to run it as an end of show clip or no? Uh, no, it's just a, it's a shorty. It's like let's do it now. Like, yeah, let's do it now. Sure. Three D what? Oh my goodness. Okay. Three D what? There wasn't enough space in Westminster Abbey for all the extra cameras that you'd need to pull off a three D broadcast. The wedding is set for April 29th. Oh, right. This is the royal wedding. They're going to do now, it in somebody 3D? Said there's not enough room in, in the Westminster West- Abbey? Please. Wait a minute. It's the same camera. You don't need 35,000 cameras to shoot something in 3D. You just need a special lens nowadays. <laughs> what is this crazy? While we're, while we're on it, I do have one disturbing piece of news which came in today. Health officials in Los Angeles County, it's where I live, are investigating dozens of reports of respiratory illness 
<coughs> said he coughing, by people who attended a fundraising event at Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion earlier this month. Ooh. It was part of the annual Domain Fest Global Conference attended by hundreds of internet professionals from 30 countries. Huh. The week-long conference was held at the Santa Monica Hotel, where all these conferences are held, but the yeah. rap party took place at Hefner's... Um, mansion. Mansion. Within 24 hours after leaving the mansion, scores of attendees reported coming down with symptoms that included fever, respiratory problems, and violent headaches. Mm, Legionnaire's disease. No, dude. Chip implants. <laughs> Chip so implants. obvious. It's so, ob- <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious what's going on there. It's like, hey, come over here. Yeah, the girls will take care of you. Ow! What did you hit me in the head for? No, nothing, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all internet guys. They're all programmed now. MK Ultra there at Hef's place. Internet guys. How come we weren't invited? Be happy. Because you yeah, know, we'd I be am. total now, fools. I'm not going to anything. I'm staying home. We'd be total fools to be like, hey, baby, how you doing? You ca- Ow. What? How? Yeah, I got a headache. I wonder why. They've all been MK Ultra. Right. All right, everybody, uh, thank you so much for uh, showing up. And remember, we need your support for this program. Uh, it's been downhill ever since Christmas. Now, I understand that it's hard, hard times for everybody, but that we're not excluded. And uh, just you boners out there, become donors, that'll help, even if you're on the 1111 program. And uh, more executive producers are requested because uh, that's a credit you can put on your resume. And unlike phony Hollywood, We'll vouch for you. Yep. Coming to you from uh, the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center here in Gitmon Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. My name is Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley where the fog hasn't quite lifted. It's turned into kind of, uh, who cares? I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org.